This episode is full of spoilers and contains some not-so-super language. citizens and for the 100th time welcome to the fortress of potitude i'm dave michaels i'm brian betts and we are the cape podcasters and this is the show that's ready to kick some ice <laughs> you better believe it how many more ice puns do you have 26 dave? Yeah, that's right there are 27, 27 ice puns ice puns in, in the this movie. movie arnold schwarzenegger first build in the yeah, whole movie top it's a build. batman movie Arnold Schwarzenegger is obviously top bill. Got paid $25 million. Oh, is that all? He got paid nearly (laughs) a million dollars per ice pun. Think about that. Wow. What are we doing with our lives? He did a whole bowl of ice puns and almost made a mill for each one. Yeah, and this is also the movie he was working on when he knocked up the maid. Really? IRL. It's a busy... 1997 was a busy year for Arnold. It was. Today, for our 100th episode... We are talking about a movie that you've been requesting since episode two. Ish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is Batman and Robin from 1997, directed by the Joel Schumacher. Yep. the Of Lost Boys fame. A fan of the opera fame. Of formerly of Earth fame. Recently deceased. <laughs> right. I, I'm going to say Batman fame. I have to. I that's, think it's appropriate at this point. That's what he's known for. It's arguably what he's most known for at this point. Oh, which absolutely. Which is crazy. He's a good director. Yeah. Most of the time. Most of the time. <laughs> oh, man. Does he get some flack for this one, though? Uh, he apologized, so it's all fine. Yeah, that's true. I've never heard a director openly just apologize yeah, for sorry something. Sorry about that movie. <laughs> Warner Brothers really wanted to sell some toys. That's when he was laying on the bearskin rug. Sorry. We're sorry. <laughs> sorry. It's real weird and eerie, but I'm glad he did it. Yeah. Have you ever seen Batman and Robin? Brian. No. You're kidding me. I didn't oh, realize this is new. it. This is new. I was like, I swear I've seen this movie. Maybe I have, but never all at once in one sitting. Okay. So a lot of things hit me for the first time here, and I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> I I mean, I know there's a reputation behind this movie. Yes. Did it live up to the reputation, or did it surprise <laughs> you? A little of both. Okay. A little of both. It surprised me how much it lived up to the reputation. <laughs> That's pretty fair, I suppose. Uh, Val Kilmer was great in this thing. Oh, right? Mostly because he wasn't in it. He wasn't in it. Got replaced by George Clooney. Of all people, George Clooney. It's weird seeing George Clooney not in his George Clooney phase. Right? This is ER George Clooney. This isn't even real Clooney. I think of like salt and pepper George Clooney as like- Right. He's getting there. there. He's getting to the George Clooney phase This is like, he's not even Clooney hot yet. Not even close. Do you know what's funny? Last week we were talking about the Baldwins. Yeah. They really wanted to give the role to Billy Baldwin. Billy Baldwin. Yeah. No, thank you. I know, right? <laughs> Billy Baldwin looks like a Baldwin who went through some sort of, I don't know, what did Mickey Rourke go through that made him look like that? Because that's <laughs> really know. what it is. That's that's a great question. That Baldwin is the Mickey Rourke of Baldwins. Yeah. Except Mickey Rourke is 
Still got some decent acting chops here and there. Didn't he get nominated for Best Actor? I believe for the, so. For, for the wrestler? wrestler. Right. The movie's all right. So there you go. Take that, Billy. Returning, though, we do have Chris O'Donnell as Dick Grayson. Of course. We do have Michael Goff as Alfred Pennyworth. For the course. fourth time. Fourth time. Four we Timers s- Club. Still not positive on the pronunciation of his last name. Nope. Still not. <laughs> we sometimes say go. Sometimes. Yeah. O-U-G-H is funny in the He'll English language. He'll get you. Pat Hingle's back as Commissioner Gordon. Yep. He's the, a four-timer also. Definitely the same Commissioner Gordon as the other three movies. Of course. Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Batman and Robin, what are you expecting? I don't know what to expect anymore. <laughs> I just want to get into this thing. I think we should probably just get into it. Let's do it. So we begin, as we always do, with a weirdly slow montage of quick cuts on Batman and Robin suiting up in the Batcave. <laughs> it's like if you watched Edgar Wright movie on quarter speed, and instead of interesting camera angles, they just zoomed in on every character's junk. Right. It's not so much I'm I'm making bacon and eggs here. I'm showing you just just yeah some buns. Hey, look, this is some junk. This is a pleather clad ass. <laughs> some uh some bat nipples. How, how about yep? Definitely some nips <laughs> in there. Some black eye makeup. Covered by a cowl. Yeah, and it goes on for forever. Forever. That's the worst part about it. It's a slow motion, quick cut montage. Yep. And I hated it. Yep. It's like, this is how you're starting off? Cool. It's not great. Batman, played by George Clooney, and Robin, played by Chris O'Donnell, are leaving the Batcave in the Batmobile and the Robin cycle. I don't know if that's what it's called, but that's what I'm calling it. Who cares? The first line of this movie is Robin saying, I need a car. Chicks dig the car, because you know. We saw that in the last movie, and it was funny, I guess. Uh-huh. And he's reminding him that, right. this is a Batman hey, movie. Do you remember? This is the line. No, do you, you don't, because you weren't in this movie, George Clooney. <laughs> remember Bruce? Because you're the same guy, right? Definitely. But then, of course, since we're building a universe, maybe you have Batman say, this is why Superman works alone. Yeah. Look so at I that. guess there's we're a, world a reference building. if you ever need one. At least we know Superman exists. Batman receives a call on the Bat phone in the Batmobile from Bat... I'm just kidding. From James Gordon. <laughs> There's a new villain named Mr. Freeze, played by, of course, Arnold fucking Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Real light fucking on this one. Like, the way you said it was oh, not yeah, even no close light, to right. what it needed to be. It needed to be fucking Arnold fucking Schwarzenegger. Schwarzenegger. Is this his first appearance on the show? Is it? I think it might be. I feel like we haven't really made a big deal about him in that way, so probably. Right. Probably. Man, he showed up with a bang, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> they wanted to give the role to Ed Harris. Or Patrick Stewart. Both very different actors. So different, but more in line with like the animated version of Mr. Freeze, I think. Sure. But instead they were like, Arnold, and our second choice, Sly Stallone. And our third choice, Hulk Hogan. I'm surprised like Dolph Lundgren didn't get his name in there. Dolph Lundgren was definitely fourth choice. <laughs> but you don't list fourth choice on IMDb. If it freezes, it freezes. Perfect. Mr. Freeze is wreaking havoc at the Gotham Museum. Sure. As we learn in Batman Animation... Nothing matters when it comes to subsets. Nope. Officers and security guards try to apprehend him, but he freezes them with his freeze gun because that's, that's his move. That's He's, it. He freezes he, stuff. Uh, and he makes fr- freeze yes. puns, frozen puns. He, he lists off a pun and then he freezes people. That's his deal. Batman and Robin arrive at the museum and try to stop Mr. Freeze from attempting to steal an enormous diamond. It's huge. It's silly how big this there thing should, is. Uh, what do you think the biggest diamond in the world is? I have no do idea. You think it's, Properly that size diamond? I feel like if you start getting to like enormous diamonds, they're not cut like that. They're just like, look at the size of this big piece of rock that's kind of sparkly. <laughs> they're one of those like, we could sell this one diamond for a lot of money or break it down to like four diamonds. 
sell for a lot of money. Yeah, four times over. I mean, really, when you get to when you're the biggest diamond in the world, you're only dealing with one of the C's instead of all four. That's true. You know, very good point. You're giving Leo DiCaprio a run for his money, Blood Diamond style over here. Oh. Yeah, if you put on any accent, I'll believe that that's what he did in Blood <laughs> Diamond, because I still have no clue what that accent was. No idea. Also, the fact that I could give Leo a run for his money in any category is hilarious. Good for you. You've earned it. <laughs> Mr. Freeze sends his minions, who are just mutant Casey Joneses on rollerblades that they aren't even trying to disguise as ice skates, to wipe out the heroes. Yeah, they actually have hockey sticks. That's their weapon of choice. They do, but they're shiny hockey sticks. And it hurts me... Physically and mentally and emotionally. Yeah, it's pretty awful. It's pretty bad. Pretty, pretty bad. But what's worse? What's worse is Ro- <laughs> Batman and Robin <laughs> click their heels together like they miss Kansas, and their boots turn into ice skates, which then, of course, also turn into rollerblades. Of course. And the heroes basically play a game of hockey. Uh, diamond hockey. Diamond hockey. Keep, keep the diamond away from the batty hockey. Yep. That's how hockey's played. You go to a museum. You freeze the floor, you rollerblade around, and you try to keep the diamond away from Arnold Schwarzenegger. We've all done I'm it. I'm pretty sure that's the NHL rule book right it. there. Yep. Except they say with a Canadian accent, as right. you do. Naturally. It was probably this moment where I realized what this movie was trying to go for. Oh, just pure camp? But the thing about camp is that in 1966, it worked so well. So well. Because of how not serious it was understood to be. Right. And the problem with this is that it's shot so poorly. It, it's one of those things of like whenever you go to like the town carnival and they say, oh, we have a haunted house that you could get in a cart and ride through. And you're like, yeah. all right, well, this is going to be bullshit. But right. hell, I'm trying to score tonight or whatever. <laughs> and you do it. You go through. And all it is is just really dark with some day glow paint. Yep. And that's pretty much just the entire set of this movie. It's just really dark things with a spotlight occasionally with day glow paint and you're just waiting for your your buddy Frank to jump out to that give you a quick scare because he needed a job that so week. So accurate. Production designer Barbara Ling actually said her Gotham City design was based on a neo-ridden Tokyo and the machine age. Gotham is like the World's Fair on ecstasy. Are things bad on ecstasy? I've never been on ecstasy. Are things, Are things like bad? real shitty when you take ecstasy? Like you take it and you're just like, wow, this is infinitely worse than real life. Okay. I don't think that's how that works, but maybe. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> If you take XC right in, let us know. Yeah, let us know. Of if, course. If you've ever been to the World's Fair on Ecstasy, let us know Please. if it's like Batman and Robin. Kpodcast.gmail.com. It's kind of like like half-baked. You ever seen the back of a dollar bill on weed? <laughs> and instead, it's like, you ever been on a shitty haunted house ride at an amusement park on, on Ecstasy? E? On Ecstasy. would have been better. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Mr. Freeze retrieves the diamond and uses his freeze ray to freeze a dinosaur sculpture, which collapses, and he blasts off in his rocket. Yes, his rocket. His rocket. Why? <sighs> Why? Why? Well, because you know what killed the dinosaurs, right? The Ice Age! <laughs> wow. How many are we at? Is that, we have 24 to go? I think we have... I didn't write any of these down. Me either. So I'm kind of curious to see how far we can get. Without any notes. Should we keep we, a tally? We definitely have three down right now. Okay. I wasn't sure if we had two or three. I feel like we missed one somewhere in there, too, where I think like the first person he shot with the freezeway is like, chill, or I something great. exactly uh, what I'm it is. I'm going to count it. Count Four. it. We can't reuse chill. That's all. It's out. So Batman is also on the rocket, and he's trying to defeat Mr. Freeze, while Robin is using magnets, maybe? I don't know, bat suction cups to stick outside the rocket as it blasts <laughs> off into outer fucking space. I like how Mr. Freeze's whole thing is like, oh, when you get to 30,000 feet, you're going to freeze. It's like, 
I'm good I'm, to run out of oxygen. I'm, in, I'm inside. Long before that. I'm probably fine, actually, for a while. Robin, on the other hand, is totally He's totally fucked. boned. He's hanging out with <laughs> magnets, and we don't know how those work. Uh, how do they work? Mr. Freeze traps Batman by using his freeze gun, because of course he does, and he escapes the rocket and deploys his ice wings to fly back down to Gotham because this movie doesn't care about anything. Nope, and it gets worse real soon. <laughs> Somehow it gets worse. Robin breaks into the, the rocket. <laughs> he breaks into the rocket because Mr. Freeze because blows Mr. Freeze the door off and he goes, oh, Instead of just opening it. Neat. <laughs> I'm going to eject myself by hitting the button and blowing it up. So Robin gets in there and he's like, cool, good thing I have my Robin laser so I can free you from the ice cuffs. What what is that all about? I don't know. It's but a laser pointer. That's all. That's it is. all it is. But it is like instant melt. Yep. And then Batman takes a bat bomb and he puts it on the rocket for reasons. Yeah. He says, "Oh, this is going to kill thousands of people." I'm going. How? How? We are way up here. It is going so far up into the sky. <laughs> I don't see it all of a sudden turning around. Right. But Batman uses a bat bomb to blow up the ice rocket. They just happen to have. And they jump onto the doors of the ice rocket and. Sky surf like the White Ranger. Yep. <laughs> they, they do that from, from oh 30,000 feet. They sky surf yes. down to Down uh, to where Mr. To Earth. Mr. Freeze is, where he's flying. Oh, that's right. They catch him. They because, catch up to him because gravity's not gravity. real. Gotham. We all know Gotham, the anti-gravity city. Yeah. And then they, they use buildings to like surf off of to not die when they land. Right. Uh, but not before Robin yells, Cowabunga. Well, of course, if you're sky surfing, you have to yell Cowabunga. Cowabunga. This is the point where I pause the movie. And I've seen this thing a bunch of times. <laughs> and I actually end up getting scotch because I said, that's smart. I think this is needed. I should have done that. And what's worse is I'm still having a great time watching it. And it's that's true. a problem. It's true. I'm not having a bad time yet. I'm rolling my eyes a lot, but yeah. I'm also enjoying the hell out yeah. of it. That's on me. Yeah. that I'm broken. That's what that is. <laughs> So Mr. Freeze uses his freeze gun to land somehow. I don't really... I feel like you don't have to keep saying freeze gun. He's only got one weapon. Yeah, the That's freeze it. gun. It's just the same thing over and over It's what again. it is. <laughs> I just like the sentence, Mr. Freeze uses his freeze gun to freeze blank. Fair enough. Till it's frozen. It's weird that there's more ice humor in this movie that's called Batman and Robin yep. than there is in the entirety of Frozen. And Frozen or 2. Or Frozen 2 combined, combined, probably. Yeah. Batman and Robin chase... Mr. Freeze into a snowy underground tunnel of vault doors that exists in Gotham for reasons. <laughs> I'm surprised not a penguin down there. There probably should have been a penguin somewhere in this movie. Just like a little wink ding, but no, no penguins. Nothing. Mr. Freeze uses his freeze gun to freeze Robin, and he takes off with a diamond knowing that Batman will stay and help Robin. Of course. Because he's only got 11 minutes to save him. Remember that, 11 <laughs> minutes. That's gonna. You have 11 uh, minutes. Oh, man. And, and Batman throws him into a like a little tub of water and heats it up with he's got his own bat laser which he didn't use to free himself from the nope but he heats up the water and then probably still has i don't know nine minutes he probably could have gone after mr freeze probably could have but but that's not important right now because we need a movie we need a whole movie in south america dr pamela isley played by uma fucking thurman absolutely she's working under dr jason woodrews played by john fucking glover i couldn't believe that he was in this movie I can't see John Glover as anybody other than Lionel Luther. And that's, that's fair. That's just because I watched Smallville at an impressionable age, I guess. Yeah, that's very fair, though. He's so good. He's very good. Here, he's very evil. He's not not evil. So Dr. Pamela Isley, she's she's experimenting with plants and whatnot. She's developed some kind of venom, but Woodrow keeps taking it 
all for some kind of secret project that he's working on. And today, today's the day she's going to investigate that project. And what a day to choose, because it turns out that Woodrow is auctioning off the venom to potential clients of the terrorist fashion. Yeah. And he demonstrates the formula on this little, this little scrawny dude, Antonio Diego, which is not canonically a name of anybody in nope. the series. That's just opening up a, I don't know, a Mexican dictionary and just saying, what are names? Yep. Bang. Nailed it. Antonio Diego. <laughs> crushed it. And he gets pumped full of venom and turns into Bane. Of course. As but, we all know. But instead of talking like Bane, <sighs> he just grunts. That's true. He just grunts a lot. This was interesting because this is the first time I've seen this movie in probably six, seven years at this point. Yeah. And in that time frame, I've gotten to know comics a hell of a lot better. When I heard Jason Woodrow, I went, are we going to get some sort of Swamp Thing reference? Because that would kick ass. Yeah. Because Jason Woodrow is the Floronic Man. He's the Floronic Man. And we didn't get any of that. Nope. Like, none of it. World building. And he's surrounded by plants, which they, is the fuckier part of it. It's like, wow, this was all just set up. This would be a lot like if Bugs Bunny put it off the backboard to MJ, and MJ just, he missed in Cartoon World, which he doesn't do. Right. It's not going to miss in Cartoon right. World. MJ doesn't miss ever. So That's well, a good that's, point, actually. Did in baseball a lot. It'd be even wilder if he missed in Cartoon World, where there's no rules. We got to talk about Space Jam one day. Yeah, we do. So many rules broken in basketball. Real disgrace to the sport. And physics. That's a very good point. It's funny, because when you look at the disgraceful things that have happened in basketball history, you think of, like, the malice at the palace. Yeah. With the Detroit Pistons, when they went in the, the stands, they just start beating the shit out of fans. You're not going to get that close to a, a real player sometimes. Right. Take what you get. Yeah. It's going to be great. That's an experience right there. Space Jam's even a, a lot more disgraceful. I'd have to go on record saying. You know what, though? If they fought the fans in Space Jam, at least it would have been humorous. It would have been. They could have used the same sound effects they used in this movie. That's a very good point. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. We'll get there. There's a, there's a certain scene in particular where I went, that's it, egregious. Is it a banana peel slip? No. Oh, there was one where I went, nope, hard no, it's coming. We'll get there. So Woodrow and Isley, they argue over the use of the drug, and Woodrow kills her by pushing her backwards into a bunch of chemicals and plants and snakes. Sure. And she's dead, so that's it. Uma Thurman's out of the movie. <laughs> so fast. Just kidding. She rises from the wreckage and transforms into poison ivy in front of Woodrow and then kills him with a poisonous kiss. Right. And then her and Bane become besties. Yeah. She's like, hey, Bane, let's go to Gotham because I found this beaker that says Wayne Enterprises on it and... I guess right. Our supply company here. I it's not right. like you're gonna right. be sitting around this laboratory and you pick up a calculator. You go, Texas Instruments got to fucking kill Mister Instruments or something. <laughs> like this is Mr. ridiculous. <laughs> the funny thing to me is she's worked there for how long and she's just realizing that they're funded by Wayne Enterprises. Oh, you got me on that one. That's but, great. But I like how she says like, "Oh, we're gonna take back the Earth for Mother Nature." For Mother Nature, and then she instantly burns down her plant lab. Yep, just With all the plants the in it. She's just like, "Well, fuck these plants, though." They remind me of bad times. And Bane is just like, yeah, kill all humans. Sure. He needs personality, I guess. I didn't even remember Bane being in this movie. Yep. Me neither. So I was like, oh, they did do Bane before the Dark Knight Rises. Disgraceful. Disgraceful. <laughs> Meanwhile, Alfred, Michael fucking Goff, we think. Probably. His niece, Barbara Wilson, Alicia Silverstone, she's making a surprise visit to Wayne Manor. From England. From England. You can tell by her accent it's, that she doesn't yeah. have it all. Nope. Nope. <laughs> She's using like less of an accent than she does in Clueless. Uh-huh. Because at least she acted in Clueless. Right. And here- She just showed up. Oh, boy. I, I like that- She like wandered on the set one day. They're like, hey, 
Hey, you! <laughs> Do you want to be in a Batman movie? That's pretty much what they did with George Clooney. Are you guys going to fat shame me? Yeah, probably. Probably. <laughs> that That's gross. But <laughs> with George Clooney, they pretty much called him up and said, hey, we want you to be a Batman. He said, great. It's like, cool. I'm just a guy from ER. Of course I'll be Batman. This movie. And then Chris O'Donnell's just happy to be there. Yeah, Chris O'Donnell's like, cool, guys. We're making another one. I'm in. <laughs> they passed on me for Men in Black, so I got to do this movie. I got to do it. <laughs> Can you imagine David Schwimmer as Robin? Honestly, <laughs> honestly in this movie, yes, I could. Do you know I killed the dinosaurs? Actually, yes. Yes, I do. <laughs> oh, he would have the answer for that. I like that Alfred points out like, oh, I can't believe you. How did you get here all the way from England? And she's just like, I got here how I got here in my British accent. <laughs> That's how I did it. Oh, Uncle Alfred. I've missed you so much, Uncle Alfred. Mate? Yeah. Mate. <laughs> I want to go Bruv. down to the shops, Uncle Alfred. How many how many quid do I need in order to buy <laughs> <laughs> an ale? Barbara's parents died in a car crash five years ago, and Alfred has been taking care of her. Sure. For those five years, apparently, but also maybe later her whole life. We'll find out, I guess. Will we? We won't. Ever. Well, I was going to say. She'll I, say That's both. new to me. So, <laughs> Bruce Wayne invites her to stay at Wayne Manor until she goes back to school. And after she puts Alfred to bed, she sneaks out of the house with one of Robin's motorcycles. Robin also, he's got himself a bit of a bat pole going on for her. Oh, as soon as he opens the door, he's like, I hope you're here for me. Please be here for me. And she's like, I'm here for Alfred. Can you imagine if like his And he first... went, oh, she's British too. Yeah. Cool. If his first line out of it was just like, my birthday's not the longest. Just like, <laughs> this is weird. All right. Uh, meanwhile, in the abandoned frozen ice cream factory, it's revealed that Mr. Freeze's wife was stricken with a mysterious disease, McGregor Syndrome. Of course. Which she's trying to find a cure for. I thought for sure when they introduced him the way they did with Commissioner Gordon just coming on the bat phone and going, hey, we got a new guy. He freezes stuff. Go get him. That we weren't going to have to deal with his backstory, but here we are. Here we are. Also, Gotham City. Let's just assume that anything that's creepy and fits into the backstory of one of your villains within the city, yeah. like an ice cream factory or some sort of amusement park. Right. Basically, whatever cliche is available in Gotham, that is where That's where the bad guy villain is, is hiding. hiding. Always. Spoilers. Spoiler alert. <sighs> Why would no one just, you know, instantly go, he's, he's right in there? So Joker was at the abandoned circus, right? And we're just going to not assume- that the abandoned ice cream factories where Mr. Freeze is hiding. <laughs> They're bad cops in Gotham, as we have learned. Time and time again. Penguin was at the zoo. Yeah. Like, with come the on. Penguins. Come on. Of course. Catwoman was working at the the one building in town that had a giant cat on the roof of it. These aren't even like wink dings. No, this is just like, hey. This is lore. If you stop <laughs> if you stop looking at these giant stupid statues for one minute. Oh boy, I knew that was gonna come up. I was just wondering when. These the statues in this movie were huge. They're the and biggest statues in the world. I'm so uncomfortable. There are so many of them. It's too many of them. And one of them is right off the high. Could you imagine driving down the highway? There's just a giant face at the turn. No. no. No, thank you. No. I don't like Gotham. It would kind of be like in uh, Lord of the Rings Fellowship of the Ring. You know, when they are going down the river at the end, they go between the giant two statue men there. Yeah. Is if like that was like the Hoover Dam of Mordor or whatever. The Hoover Dam. And of you Mordor. just have these giant statues that are just part of structures. Yeah. Like, that's kind of what it would be like. They're way too damn big. They're Like, who is commissioning these? And who is building these? Hey, this is Bruce Wayne. I want to tell you about my city. We have skyscrapers, and we also have Sky Henry's over there. <laughs> that's a Sky Sarah over there. She's holding up the observatory. The observatory statue was legitimately cool, but still made me uncomfortable. Yes. <laughs> these statues are holding up 
building. Yeah. Like, how do you even get into the observatory? There's no, like, walkway from, like, you have to go through her wrists, I guess? I don't know. <laughs> it's like a Statue of Liberty, but with a point at the end. Like, you actually don't get to, I get to look at the city I just came from? No. Okay. You get to look at the stars. That's right. Speaking of Gotham Observatory, Wayne Enterprises is presenting a new telescope to the observatory at a press conference, which, of course, is interrupted by Isley. Isley? Uma Thurman. And she proposes a project to Bruce Wayne because, you know, she's she's out looking for Wayne Enterprises. She's like, I have this plan to save the environment and kill all humans. And Bruce Wayne's like, <laughs> how about we don't do the kill all humans part? And she's like, I knew you were going to say that. And she throws a fit. And that's pretty much that scene. It's like she's selling Bruce Wayne on this idea. And it's one of those things of like, wow, you got the environment. This is great. Yeah. And in sales, you want to just learn how to shut up. You got to kiss. Keep it simple, stupid. Keep it that, simple, stupid. Exactly. But here, she realized he's not quite buying it yet, and she's following the ABCs, Baldwin style. Right. Always be closing. Always be closing, because she wants that coffee. The problem is, when your close is kill all humans, <laughs> you might want to close early. I think that's the right move. I feel like, just leave that last part off, let him read it in the in the fine print. <laughs> exactly. Contracts are long, legal contracts. Yeah. He's not going to get there. No. He's, Come on. He should be like, oh, this is a great environmental plan. Let's put it into action. And then he finds out he's killing all humans. He's like, as Batman, I don't approve of this. I, I, I have a strict no-kill rule. I Sometimes. Yeah. I, I have a strict on-screen no-kill rule. In three out of four movies. Or four, two, half the movie? I don't know. Sometimes. I did not kill that person. That was collateral damage. Clearly, <laughs> clearly a sky a sky Michael fell on him. It's not my fault. Sky Michael. I didn't kill him. The bat grenade killed him. <laughs> right? It's all these things like, go ahead, prove me wrong in court. I dare you to. <laughs> that night, there's a charity auction being held by Wayne Enterprises to lure Freeze out of hiding because they know he wants diamonds. And they have a special guest at the auction. It's Batman and Robin. So proper Batman, and proper Robin. Batman and Robin. This is not Dick Grayson and Bruce Wayne. This is costumed vigilantes hanging out at an auction hosted by Bruce Wayne, who's not at the auction. It doesn't raise any suspicion at all. Oh, how the mighty have fallen! I'm talking about a franchise here. <laughs> <laughs> Ivy shows up and she she uses her pheromone abilities to seduce Batman and Robin, and they start bidding on her. They do. You're leaving out a very important detail. What's that? The monkey suit. The monkey suit. Yes, her and Bane show up in full-on gorilla suits and sing a song. And they're jumping around like monkeys are known to do. Yes. And then she positions herself where everyone just looks back at this monkey, and Uma Thurman starts taking off a monkey suit seductively. Yes. And then does her little blow-and-a-kiss thing. And, yeah, and, and that's where the pheromones are. Pink dust so flies she's, everywhere. She's half-monkeyed at this point. And then everybody starts and turning everyone on, on somehoo Yeah, they're like, whoo look at that gorilla. She is... Got bright red hair, and it I, it's working for me. It really takes, like, dicks out for Harambe to, like, a new level. Oh, yeah. That you're just a literal level, really. Right. And they're like, $100,000, $500,000. And then Batman's like, a million dollars. And Robin's like, $3 million. Hey, you don't have that money. Yeah, I'll borrow it from you. <laughs> and then oh, these God two start bidding against each other. No. And Batman no, pulls no, out. no. So then nothing happens, and then we move <laughs> on to the next scene. Batman pulls out the old Batman credit card, which... um. Has an expiration date of forever. Yeah. To me says it's always expired. But this this hurt. Yeah. Yeah, that's um he's he's gonna put seven million dollars in the bat card. I'm having a bit of a Superman moment here. I bring it with me where everywhere. My chair is not long for this world. Yeah. I want to throw um, it. Hey Dave, he pulls out a bat card. Yes, he does. He puts it on bat credit. Yes, he does. He does uh 
both those things. That's uh, $7 million for, yeah, for well, a date with Poison Ivy. What the fuck are we doing, <laughs> movie? For real, what are we doing at this point? How can anyone make this movie and say, that's fun and stupid? This is good. Like, yeah. That's not. That is not. That is disrespectful to Bob Kane. And Bob Kane, unfortunately, was sitting next to Joel Schumacher the entire time saying, this is great. And you're yep. going, Bob Kane, you are clearly old and senile at this point. Well, this is not great. He's not going to be long for the world after it comes out. So, Is he longer for the world than the actor who played Bane? Yes. Because uh, Bane kicked it a month after the Jeep movie Jeep Swenson, who, that's his real name, yep. Jeep Swenson, died a month or two after the movie came One out. One month. Bob Kane held on for almost a whole year. Well, that's good for Bob Kane. And it's also good for Jeep Swenson, because I would not want my name to be associated with some oh, right? of this stuff. Like, what do you know Jeep Swenson from? Batman and Robin. He was the one who grunted the whole movie. <laughs> I want to know who approved any of this. Any of it. Literally any of it. Because, all right, bat nipples, I can get over. Fine. You're making a costume. Yeah. It's whatever. whatever. It is what it is. It's not that distracting. It really is I'm isn't. over it. You have to be looking for it to be offended by it. Sky surfing, I've seen enough James Bond movies in my life to know, eh, fine. Right. It's fun. Who cares? They did it two I'm years ago it. in Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the movie. It's not your birthday. You knock it off. <laughs> A bad fucking credit card, though, is where card. I need that's, to draw the line on this That's the movie. line. Okay. That's an appropriate line, I think. I don't think you're out of school going, hey, no to that. Stop it. <laughs> like, it'd be, it'd be better oh, if you pulled man. out a checkbook and it had, like, it was, like, pictures of Batman on the checkbook. I'm okay with that's that, little, even. Uh, it's uh, still uh, silly, yeah, but it's better. It is. But can you imagine cashing a check from Batman? No. What would it even be for? That's what I want to know. A date with Poison Ivy. <laughs> Fair enough. Seven million dollars. Bad fucking credit card. Move on before okay. I, I get too depressed. <laughs> I'm very depressed right now. Mr. Freeze crashes the party. Literally. He crashes through the wall in his weird spiked ice mobile. He probably says a pun that I can't think of off the bat. I know when he leaves the party, he says- Off the bat is a pun that was not intended. <laughs> this movie's breaking I don't know me. if you can count it, though, because it's, it's not an ice pun. All over. I know when Mr. Freeze leaves the party, he goes, cool party. It's like, that's nothing. That is that so is nothing but count it. That, that is in the movie. That is correct. <laughs> I'm sure it counts as one of the 27. He's oh, there to steal man. a diamond, of course. Because yeah, of that's, course. that's his motive. He's got to steal diamonds to fuel his suit. To fuel his suit and to save his wife. You would think that you'd be able to come up with a better anything. Even Doc Brown in Back to the Future 2, he's just like, man, I can't get Plutonia everywhere, so I'm going to put a trash compactor on the roof of this thing. Boom. But Mr. Freeze. Mr. Freeze. Ah, diamonds. Diamonds. <laughs> it used to run on creatine and whey. <laughs> that was like Scottish Austrian. That didn't feel right at all. It sounded <laughs> silly, but if you're talking about this movie, it fits. Fair enough. Batman and Robin start chasing Mr. Freeze, and Robin gets reckless again, but Batman, not wanting to have a similar incident where he gets himself frozen or killed, he deactivates Robin's motorcycle engine. Remotely. Remotely, via Bat Pewter, which makes Robin so mad. That we get a shot of that's pulling away very slowly. You can imagine he might as well have said, Con! But yeah. he says, No! Ah, I wanted to do that sick jump over that statue. Batman eventually captures Freeze and sends him to Arkham. And stripped of his Sub-Zero suit, Freeze is forced to stay in this weird frozen light beam to survive. It seems like it's a prison within a prison, really, because he does try to escape it. Yeah. He's like, oh, I'm going to kill you guys. And the very, very clear actors who play these guards. <laughs> Isn't one of them Jesse Ventura? I think so. Great. Is it? <laughs> I mean, 
Why not? I can't believe we have it's another multiple governor movie. Of course. So many governors. So many governors. But that's got to be like Cruel and Unusual, where you have this guy in a cell, and he has to stay within a light. Yeah, it's like there. you have to stay right here in the cold spot of the cell, or you'll die. Robin confronts Batman over his, his foiling of Robin's attempt to stop Freeze, and they, they argue, and they're mad at each other. They fight because both of them are, are hopped up on Ivy's seduction Love pheromones. juice. So they're like, ah, you're the worst. No, you're the worst. <laughs> ah, bat fuck you. Can you imagine that? It's a bat middle finger, Robin. <laughs> Holy shit, Batman. <laughs> yeah, well, Martha. Why'd you say that name? <laughs> great would that have been? That would have been something. Better movie. Yeah, I, I think so. Doesn't take much. Better movie. <laughs> Somehow the worst part of another Batman movie would be the best part of this Batman movie. <laughs> That's how you know the world's broken. Yeah, yeah. The 90s, man. The 90s. Ivy and Bane break into a mostly abandoned Turkish bathhouse and fight the neon blacklight clown gang that's hanging out there. And this is where the egregious sound effects got me, because Bane just grabs these guys, throws them over his shoulders, and you hear, come on, movie. Yeah. What are you doing? This is also the scene with the banana peel. Oh, is it? Yeah. There's no banana peel. Makes so much sense, actually. But you hear the, like the, whoop, (laughs) sound as he goes out. And also in this scene... You get a weird audio callback to 966, where at the end of the the credit song, that na 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 na, yeah, it goes bow, right, and it caves out with the the brass like diving out there. Yeah, that's here mid scene, naturally, but it's here naturally for reasons. Where do I get neon glow in the dark chains? That's a wonderful question. Why were these guys more Bane looking than Bane? Is my question. <laughs> I think the part that bothers me most about this is that she walks in, she says, oh, this is my new lair. And they're like, well, you're going to have to fight us for it. And we're not going without a, a real good fight. <laughs> yeah, and they get thrown going... once. They're like, ah, scatter. Let's all get out of here. That big guy is strong. <laughs> it's like the shortest version of the movie The Warriors that there ever was. Yeah, this reminds me actually of a quote from um, John Glover when he was talking about the production of this movie. He said, Joel would sit in a crane with a megaphone and yell before each take, remember, everyone, this is a cartoon. But it's not a cartoon. It's not, Joel. What are you doing? That's the problem. Yeah, that's how he'd started every take. So, like, how do you even get into character if you're being reminded every take? Hey, this is a cartoon. So Kevin Smith reminds the actors all the time, reminds everyone on set, that, hey, remember how lucky we are to be making pretend. Proper directing. And that's, well, it, it barely, but still, it's a lot better than saying, better. remember, everybody, we're making a cartoon. Don't try too hard. We're just going to drown you out with sound effects. <laughs> Joel Schumacher. Joel Schumacher. Phoning it in, maybe? Just a lot. Just a <laughs> Yeah. So anyway, they kick out the gang, and then they redecorate the Turkish bathhouse. Bruce Wayne is hanging out with his girlfriend, Julie Madison, played by Elle McPherson. Out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. She's in the movie. We're halfway through the movie, and yeah. all of a sudden, Bruce has got a love interest that he's been with for a year. <laughs> Who knew? And she's like, I want to stay with you forever. And he's like, I'm daydreaming about Poison Ivy right now. <laughs> and she's like, who's Ivy? You just called me Ivy. And he's like, I wish I knew. And she leaves, as she should. As she should. And you'd think, relationship probably over, but no, she'll be back later in the movie and say nothing. Yep, no, that's actually correct. <laughs> like, fully correct. Is it, This is the scene where she's talking about, like, marriage and stuff like that? Yeah. Like, they're trying to give us some sort of Bruce Wayne backstory about how he doesn't want to yeah, have any- I understand you're living that bachelor life and you're, you've wild nights. He's like, hey, you have no idea. Come on. It's weird to think that George Clooney, at one point in his life, had zero charisma. How about that? 
because this George Clooney here is just wallpaper. And he's even dressed like he, like he doesn't give a shit about anything. He's just in all black, like a black hoodie and stuff. Yeah. Just a black, long, like, it's like if, peacoat and if stuff. The, um, there's nothing to this character. The wardrobe department of the Power Rangers show was like, Bruce Wayne is Batman, so he probably wears black when his regular There days. are way too many Power Rangers references for my liking. Yeah. Your birthday is 97, very man. far off. <laughs> Wasn't that long ago? No, I know. I'm ca- I'm going to the future. Oh, at this point, the future because it's farther away. Makes sense. You're doing prices right rules. I think it's the appropriate way to talk about Power Rangers when you have to get forced into watching it once a year. That's fair. In an interview, the uh, the cast members were each asked what they wanted to take home from the set, and Arnold Schwarzenegger was like, "I want to take that armor home. That's pretty cool." And Uma Thurman was like, "Ivy's floral throne. It's pretty badass." Ellen McPherson was like, "I just want a, a hat or something with the movie's logo before anybody else can get it." And George Clooney was like, I want to take home Al McPherson. Well, all right. So so there's 1997 Clooney for you. That is. Did he marry her or something? I don't know. Or he just, he just did the dirty or something like that? No idea. For what it's worth, Uma Thurman probably still has the Ivy Throne. Probably. Arnold Schwarzenegger probably still has the armor. Oh, I don't doubt that. Al McPherson probably still has a hat. She probably got a hat. <laughs> George probably... Clooney really struck out on this deal. She probably had no problem getting a hat. She probably has too many of those hats now. She probably wishes <laughs> she didn't have a hat. So Dick catches Barbara sneaking out with the motorcycle again, so he follows her. She meets up with Coolio and pays him- <laughs> That should never be said, ever. <laughs> <laughs> she pays him two and a half and joins the motorcycle race. How did this movie go from being a Batman movie to being the opening credits to Keenan and Kel? I have no is idea. Is that where Coolio was? Yeah. Yeah, that is Coolio. What are we doing um, with our lives? You gotta watch Keenan, because- Because Keenan is screaming, as we all know. One of the other racers is upset about losing to Barbara earlier in the in the week. So he has his crew try to murder her. Well, as you do. Because he ha- he's trying to win that prize money from yeah. all the people who paid two and a half. Two and a half what? Oh, that's all. Oh, sorry. All right. <laughs> two and a half. The entrance fee, two and a half. But Robin saves her because she's dangling off of a, of a bridge. I still don't understand how they, like, we're going to throw fire on the racetrack, and then they're going to fall off of an right. overhang. They drive through a small thing of flame. Very small. And they both fall and over. And they both fall off. And, and then slide they slide. Forever. For a baseball field worth of, of <laughs> concrete here. No rolling. There's nope. zero rolling. No, just slide. And then, luckily, Robin catches his foot on that one piece of rebar. <laughs> Unreal. Hey, Brian. Yeah. This might not be a good movie. <laughs> oh, you think? You think maybe? I'm having a ball, though. Oh, it's fun. Barbara comes clean about being kicked out of the Oxbridge Academy and coming to Gotham to save Alfred from his life of servitude. And Robin's like, Alfred loves it here. What are you talking about? You're crazy. And she's like, Alfred's sick. And that's when we find out that Alfred is, in fact, sick and dying. With McGregor syndrome. With, with whatever it's called. Right. Yeah. The, the whatever that's He's got is. the freeze disease. I like how Barbara here said, like, four different things. In four different sentences that just changed the movie. Yeah. The movie's now, I'm saving Alfred. The movie's now, Alfred's dying. I'm here to save Alfred and do some motorcycle racing. All right? Don't believe me? Listen to me with my British words. (laughs) (laughs) Now, listen here, Dick Grayson. Where's the loo? Yeah, governor. (laughs) Her character sucks so hard. She's not great. I don't appreciate the fat shaming that went her way. No, it's that's problematic. It is. Just really focus on the acting because that'll keep you busy with insults for a right. really you, you don't long have to go there. Time. The story behind the body shaming thing is that on set and in the public there was a 
basically storyboard editor Timothy Burgard, who's a piece of shit, heard a rumor on set that she was having trouble fitting into the Batgirl costume, and he made a sketch. He made a movie poster called Clueless 2, The Casting of Batgirl, and it's a picture of a cartoon Batgirl squeezing into a corset, and it's just very distasteful, and it somehow got out to the public. Of course. And then the media was making fun of her. Well, and they were calling her Butt Girl then. It doesn't help that Joel Schumacher nope. would later zoom in directly on her ass in the movie, but- That's <laughs> on Joel Schumacher. <laughs> that was a pun, too. I didn't yes. do that on purpose. Yes. <laughs> I should have said, however, <laughs> um, yeah, he called it Clueless 2, The Casting of Batgirl, it was, and then his defense was, it was a private joke, just the guys in the art department. I work in an art department. Yeah. I understand that sometimes Photoshop jokes are hilarious, and if a client saw one of them, probably would not be great. Right. However, like most of mine were, like we had uh, a private school a few years ago that, a client, that's a private school that Sigourney Weaver went to. I made a fake ad for the school that said, this school prepares you for life, blah, 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 and how to kill aliens. It has a picture of Sigourney <laughs> Weaver. It was great. I printed it out. I put it on our board at work. Harmless. The fat Batgirl thing, not harmless. That's, You're right. That's fucked up. That is very fucked up. Unfortunate Alicia Silverstone got crushed and shouldn't have for- no. She looks great, too. She looks fine. Like, I don't- Yeah. She looks fine. I think she's getting directed terribly. Oh, absolutely. No one's telling her, hey, don't do that. So you're probably going to think you're doing okay. In fact, they're telling her, hey, just do that and not giving her any motivation or anything. They're just like, stand here, look that way, throw something. And she's like, what am I throwing? What am I looking at? And they're just like, just do the thing. You're a toy. You're It's a cartoon. I didn't mean don't to say you're a toy. It. I didn't. You are a human being. <laughs> you are a toy. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? Now show him the light thing. <laughs> that was Robin. He had the light thing. Yeah. The melting laser. He's got the- Set my Keep going. From We're doing great. To break handcuffs. <laughs> Ivy goes to break Freeze out of Arkham Asylum by seducing the guards while Bane steals Freeze's suit from the evidence locker. Also in the evidence locker, you have Two Face and Riddler's costumes. It's very cool. It's fine. Derek Ives wrote it on Facebook saying, I do the Favreau salute too much. So, Derek, this one's for you, bud. <laughs> that's, that's where you're going to finally drop hands on this movie? Oh, I've been fighting it the whole time. <laughs> This entire movie. I feel like my hands have been like just be in permanently ice, embedded, just waiting yeah. for it. And man, I finally. And then I'll just pull out I'm the laser ready. when it's time. This was the one that I went. That's the spot. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. Oh, that's the ticket. Do oh, it. look, there's there's other villains in Gotham. We only two others that we only saw one movie ago. See the nothing other movie about penguins or jokers or anything like that. There were only so two. many opportunities for penguins. Penguins love ice. They love ice so much. Freeze blasts a hole in the wall. By freezing the water pipes with a suit, because there's like a, for a hot second, they're like, we might not be able to get out. doesn't last long. Always remember to winterize your pipes. <laughs> Boom. Yep. Yep. <laughs> That's another. Not a pun, just a sentence, but we're counting it. And they return to his hideout where police and Batman and Robin are investigating. Freeze is going to go for his freeze gray, because- Why wouldn't he? It's his only weapon. Point. Yep. And Ivy and Bane are going to take care of Batman and Robin. Batman and Robin almost stop Ivy and Bane, but Robin falls under Ivy's seduction spell again, and she goes to kiss him. And Batman's like, hey, no, don't do that. And he throws him into a, a vat of slime, <laughs> which makes Robin so mad. He didn't say the secret word. I don't know why he's throwing him into slime. <laughs> secret word? Well, then this one's for your dad because he said more peewee. He said the secret word! <laughs> ah! Can you imagine if Nickelodeon just leaned into that, that <laughs> aspect of it? Oh, man. <sighs> That would be the worst thing to get yelled in your face as you're getting slimed. <laughs> right? <laughs> he said that word! <laughs> so 
So the two heroes fight again, inadvertently letting the villains escape. And Robin is just so mad, he's like, that's it, I'm going solo. And then, of course, Ivy unplugs the tank where Freeze's wife is being held because she's a bad guy. She doesn't want any competition. No competition. Ivy likes to be the only lady. Well, all right. There you go. <laughs> I like how everyone's finding where the secret hidden wife is in this tank. Yep. Because it's in a freezer, as it is in an ice cream factory place. Right. But this is like the only thing that's not frozen. The freezer it's inside the freezer. Constantly. Yeah. So. And there's just water inside nothing it hidden. and bubbles. And how is she not drowning? Because she's not frozen. Nope. This movie doesn't know what freezing is. Nope. Clearly. <laughs> the freezer inside the, the f- ice cream factory has this hidden door to a non-frozen container. Right. Where we're just drowning this poor woman. But they're, of, but they're calling her frozen, but too. they're calling her frozen. That's not where Frozen 2 came from. Okay. It's not from her Mr. Freeze's wife. My question is, has she... She's got this snowflake necklace. Yeah. But they haven't always been, like... Like, didn't she get this disease before, before. the whole freeze thing started? Have they just always been really into wintery stuff? It's possible, because or it could be like oh a weird, like you know, what, or he put it on his his dead wife's body. What are those commercials where you have like the shadows that are putting the rings on each other? Oh, the De Beers, the De Beers. diamond commercials. It could have been like a, a De Beers commercial for like necromancy or something like that. Yeah, it's like, do you love your wife, but she's fucking dead? <laughs> Give her a snowflake necklace from De Beers. <laughs> Death is forever. <laughs> Also, this guy's always looking for diamonds. Look at your wife's Boom. neck. We call that power right there. Wife's got power on her neck. So Freeze is taking refuge at Ivy's hideout at the Turkish bathhouse now. And Ivy tells Freeze that Batman killed his wife. And to prove it, here's that damn necklace. And he's like, ah, Batman, why would you do this? Not questioning. Where, where'd you get that? Yeah, why do you have why do you the have, necklace? Why are you holding that? So he's horrified and grief stricken. And he swears revenge on Batman and his plan to freeze all of Gotham. And Ivy's like, yeah. Do that, but go bigger. Freeze the whole world so Mother Nature can take it back. I like how Mr. Freeze, his whole motivation here is he is working on a cure. Right. For his wife. To save to, his wife. To save his wife. He's like an anti-villain. So, uh, sort of. I didn't say he's anti-hero. A, he is mean. He's very mean. He also. is very mean. But I I mean, right after his, we find out, like, your wife's dead, he goes, ah, revenge time. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just uh, switch gears so quickly that he's like, oh, I'm well. I'm so mad about this. I have to kill the Batman. <laughs> He's never really grieving in this. He just instant, no, right onto the Im- next thing. Immediately onto, well, I guess we have to take over the world now. The same thing we do every night, Pinky. <laughs> you just assume that, who would be the Pinky in the brain? You just assumed that he's the brain. Oh, definitely not. Definitely not. I have he's the brain. Okay. Ah, my wife is dead. What do we do now? The same thing we do every <laughs> night, Mr. I Freeze. I was to say, like, <laughs> oh, I'm going to make Batman chill out. Snarf? Snarf. <laughs> Uh, I feel like Bane does enough snarfing for both of them. You're right. He's got that stupid button on his chest that you have to push. Yeah, push bane, push the button to him, I guess <laughs> to rebaneize him. I don't. What is happening? I don't know. We'll get there. At Wayne Manor, Dick and Bruce fight some more because that's all they do now. They're just like bickering, and 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 Dick's like, "You don't even trust me, man. Come on." And and Bruce is like, "Well, you're kind of being an asshole, so no, you are, don't. You've, you've always kind of been an asshole. Yeah, here, Dick." Yeah. And I'm going to call you Dick now for the first time ever and really <laughs> lay it on there, Dick. Yeah. Yeah. Alfred gives Barbara a disc to deliver to his brother. As he's he, dying. And he makes her promise, do not open this disc. Right. So she probably won't do that. <laughs> not in this scene. <laughs> not, in, not completely not like, instantly. Not like immediately she won't do it. 
People go to the observatory for the uh, unveiling of the new telescope. Right, the observatory. Inside. We've already had one party at the this lady movie. at the. Let's do it again. Yeah. Well, the observatory. It's Chekhov's. No, it's not. It's not. It's not at all. I'm gonna fire the, the gun in the first act, and then in the third act, I'm just gonna fire that same gun. I don't think they fired it in the first act. They just unveiled it. They unveiled it at a party at this one location, yeah. and then they go back to that location for another party and another unveiling to unveil it. I think the first one was the dedication from Bruce Wayne. This one is like, all right, let's turn this bad Larry on. <laughs> so we're holding two separate parties for the same thing within the same. It's, it's like Gotham. A, is it's that, like that not weird? even a week worth of <laughs> no. wait? It's like days worth. It's like, all right, we had a party to to show that off. Then we went to the other party to to raise money, but really to draw out freeze. Now right. We need to have a party tomorrow too. Let's do another party for the for the telescope. And every single time we're going to introduce Bruce Wayne so he can get his jollies off. From of course. all the attention, I guess, of course. or whatever. Gotham, man. They're at this this <laughs> party for the, the observatory, and Ivy is there, but of course she's disguised as Uma Thurman now, and she seduces Commissioner Gordon into giving her the keys to Gotham PD and also the bat signal, because, sure. because he's like, come on, I'm Commissioner Gordon. I've been in four movies. Why should I have any character anymore? <laughs> I like how she asks, like, where's the bat signal? He's like, it's on the fucking it's roof. On the roof. Where do you think it is? In the basement? Oh, I'm hiding you, it. Come on. In a garage. I don't, what do you, where would you put it, Ivy? You're supposed to be the brain. So he gives her the keys, and then she sprays him with pheromone a second time for reasons. And then Bruce Wayne is like, wait, I, I'm catching a whiff of something I recognize. And he turns around, and he sees, he sees Uma Thurman, and he's like, hmm, this is strange. Also, he's still at the party with Julie. Sure. Because she, she walked out. She hasn't but, gotten her hat yet. But she's like, you know yep. what? I'm going to stick around because you're Bruce fucking Wayne. It's true. You got a lot of money. It's a weird thing because like, you see him almost Wolverine where he goes, <laughs> like smells it. And he goes, Robin, the horny's <laughs> over there. <laughs> yeah. So he's like, okay, well, that, that chick over there is giving me the same feels that Poison Ivy does. So I better get back to the Batcave and investigate <laughs> this. Holy horny plant Batman. I smell it too. Holy horny plant Batman. I love it. So Batman goes to talk to Alfred, and it's it's super emotional. He's like, "Hey man, I love you." He's like, "Yeah, I love you too." I did Michael King because I can't well. do I can't do golf. Might as well. It's all right. Or Guff. I don't know how to say his name. <laughs> He's great. Could you imagine if it was Guff this whole time? We've the been wrong on time. both fronts. Yeah, they love each other. It's cute. He's really not in a life of servitude. He's fine, but he's also almost dead. He's almost also in a life of servitude. Yeah, that's true too. He gets paid to literally serve this man. Yeah. And he calls him Master Wayne. Master Wayne. And weirdly enough, Master, not his first name. (laughs) There's your IMDb trivia fact for me. Sometimes he calls him Master Bruce. So Ah, two first names. Gotcha. I guess. Catholics. Got it. (laughs) (laughs) I also like that he didn't answer the door earlier in the movie. And Bruce is like, that's fine, Alfred. It's the first time in 30 years you haven't answered the door for me. There was like a certain amount of sass Servitude. Servitude. Certain amount of, (laughs) of, he's letting him hear it. Well, I'm glad somebody's delivering assassins. Alfred's not in this movie. He's dying. Give him a break. Yeah, but no, you're going to give Alfred the biggest role he's had in four movies, and you're going to take away my favorite part of his character? How dare you? How (laughs) dare you? What kind of sass could you possibly give while you're dying? Oh, you wait until I'm on my deathbed. You'll find out. (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) I'm on deathclock.com next week. Oh, wow. All right. right. Stay tuned. (laughs) Episode 101, Brian Croaks. Brian dies. (laughs) So naturally, Barbara is going against her dying uncle's last wish and is hacking into the disc and learns all of Batman's secrets. Well, we assume that she learned all of Batman's secrets because 
a light comes off of the screen. <laughs> because that is the bat symbol. Because a projector projects bat secrets right. onto her face and she smiles about it. <laughs> this old school gateway that she's on. Oh my God. Apparently there's a projector screen. Who knew? I also like in this scene how she has to guess a password yes. in order to get inside this disc. Like Alfred clearly put a password on it and he's not going to be like, oh, it's case sensitive. You also need a symbol. And yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just guess whatever <laughs> just, words it's you It's a 1997 want, password. So she's guessing words like Wayne. Alfred. Alfred. The brother's name. Wilfred. That was it. Yeah. And there's a whole runner about how, uh, I guess, Alfred's sister. Sister. Barbara's mom. Yeah. Her name is Margaret. Yes. And he's like, he loves her. She types in Margaret. She's like, oh, that's fucking wrong. But then there's a picture there that we saw earlier of the mother, and it says, like, oh, love Peg. That's Peg. the nickname That's for a nickname that But also, her. the signature, it comes and goes as it wants. It does. In this scene particularly. Yeah, the she's scene looking where it matters picture, the most. She looks at the picture, she's like- Oh, yeah, my mom. It's probably Margaret. And then she looks at the picture again, and now the signature's on there. Right. It would be a lot like if Rare's Lost Ark, if you just took out the chest and just had the handles there that they're carrying. <laughs> it's like, it's finally this prop's time to shine. Don't show it until it's absolutely necessary. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> also, what's the point of that whole thread? Yeah, we gave her a nickname. Just for a password, a three-letter password to get into this top secret whatever. Cool. The password could have just been Margaret. And they could have cut that whole part of the story, maybe focused on, I don't know, character development for Barbara. Or anyone. Or or maybe Must just not Julie. Get <laughs> Literally anybody you could have chose from. Bruce Wayne, even. Correct. <laughs> also, if you're trying to picture Margaret, she's uh, old, old Rose from Titanic. Oh, really? Yep. <laughs> All right. So, Elder Rose, the other movie that came out in 1997 and did well. Yeah. That's her picture. Really? Yeah. Okay. So there you go. Speaking of diamonds. She's got a big one. She threw it at the bottom of the ocean. Oh, spoilers. Mr. Freeze has no idea. No clue. If only he knew. So Ivy modifies the bat signal and changes it to a Robin symbol. And Robin's like, finally getting the respect I deserve over here. And I'm in love with this chick. I'm going to go hang out with her. And Batman's like, hey, don't. (laughs) And he literally says, she wants to kill you, dick. Yes. That is a direct quote from this film. so happy. (laughs) I was like, ah. Yeah, lean into the dick. Generally speaking, anyone who's costumed, be wary. Even if they're good. Yeah. Be wary. It's like, hey, if they're trying to get you alone, might want to kill you. It's not even that. In this universe, you could just say, listen, dick, we've never met a good guy who's costumed yet. So. It's true. Probably a baddie. What about dick? Wasn't costumed. Wasn't costumed when they met. You're right. You're right. He costumed him. Good call. Batman asked Robin to just trust him. Because, you know, trust, man. It's a thing. And the scene ends before we know how he responds. But, like, we know. We know. He we won't. Know. He won't do it. Robin has never trusted Batman ever. Never, Everybody ever. knows it. That's why he's just like, listen, I was in a trapeze act, and we had to trust each other. Also, I'm the only one who survived. So does that make me the most trustworthy or the, least, the least trustworthy? Mm-hmm. It's up to you, not me to decide as the sole survivor of my family tragedy. <laughs> does that make him really good at trapeze or a really bad teammate? Maybe both. Okay. Maybe both. Maybe don't make him your teammate then. Maybe not. But also, maybe you don't have a lot of options. Not a whole lot of orphan trapeze boys. It is very specific. You can just adopt out of nowhere. (laughs) You can imagine like Bruce Wayne sitting there talking to Alfred one day. He's like, I do need a partner, but you know what? I'm not going to get a partner. It's like an orphan trapeze boy or something like that. (laughs) There is? Oh, Well, sure. Actually. So specific. Freeze and Bane arrive at the observatory. They freeze the scientists and they set up their super freeze ray. 
It's the same ray. It's the telescope. They've, they're turning it into yep. a freeze ray because that's a thing that telescopes can do now. Yep. They can change into other things. Barbara breaks into the Batcave, and virtual Alfred programmed his brain's algorithms into the Bat computer because 1997 computer talk, <laughs> and he made Barbara a Batgirl suit. Yeah, just he's like, I guessed your dimensions because I saw a picture one time. Oh no! I just assumed. Uh, the, yeah, the art department sent me a picture, and I was. <laughs> ugh, ugh. It's just wild how he had this entire like rubber suit ready to go, ready to go, just a dying on a man. Whim. A dying man was like, yeah, I kind of assumed that you were gonna. Don't worry, I fired- Ignore my dying wish. Bring into the Batcave. I have fired up the rubber factory for you, Barbara. (laughs) Uh, And then you cue a slow motion smash cut costume montage that feels even more weird than the first one. Mostly because they really focus on the butt. They do. And they really focus on the boobs. They they keep the the shot up there for longer than the other ones. Much longer. Because they're like, hey, she's 18, guys. Gross. It is gross. (laughs) I like lots and lots. Look at how well she fits into this bat suit. Random art department guy. That's right. You tell him. So Robin arrives at Ivy's lair, but when she tries to kiss him, Robin's like, ah, I'm wearing rubber lips. <laughs> and he pulls him off, which she could have just gone like, Mwah! Right. sneak a quickie in there. Real... It's just, you're dead. She could have done it. Could have killed Robin. Super easy. <laughs> Instead, she pushes him away. It's like, yeah. She throws that him into this little- That is not how you would react. She's got like a weird lake in front of her. I guess it's a... she's in a bathhouse, so I guess it's a, a bath. A bath? She throws him in there and a bunch of vines grab him and start drowning him immediately but he's fine for the next 10 minutes or so. Yep, totally fine. <laughs> because Batman shows up, and he's like, hey, let's fight. <laughs> that, you know, that is probably the best dialogue in this movie, if that was what was said. If it, yeah. Hey, let us fight. But he gets he's fighting Bane, and then Batgirl shows up. Or no, Bane's not even there. I don't know. He Oh, he goes to rescue Robin. Right. And then Batgirl shows up. And she's going one-on-one with Ivy. Right, one-on-one with Ivy, and Ivy's not trying to kiss her. No, they're trying to fight, and we they're know they're trying to fight because every time Alicia Silverstone throws a punch or a kick, she goes, ha, 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 ha. She's like, a, <laughs> if there were a worse William sister, like the third one, whatever it is, <laughs> that would be it. Okay. Bertha Williams. If that's right. <laughs> I don't know why I went Bertha. Bertha makes me think of like something big. Yeah. Like, that would hurt you. Like Big Bertha. Like Bane. Sure, him too. Big Bane Bertha. No, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. She's over there. I hate to make this parallel again, but she's she's Power Rangering, doing a little hi with every hit. Why do you keep doing this to me? Because I know it hurts you. <laughs> Fair enough. If there were like a Power Rangers credit card, I'm burning the whole fucking fortress down. Oh, I already have it, Dave. <laughs> What's the expiration on it's it? It's my Ranger card. When and... did Trini die? I don't know. Oh, too Same soon. expiration. <laughs> too soon. So Batman rescues Robin from the pool, and, and Batgirl fights Ivy, and she beats her by trapping her in her own giant plant throne thing that eats her. It's really, really anticlimactic for her being probably the big bad of this movie. Especially because she's like, hey, I control plants. Oh, a plant ate me. <laughs> <laughs> what? I control frost. I have frostbite. Whoops. Oopsie daisy. <laughs> <laughs> and then they're like, hey, we don't trust people we meet when they're in costume. And she's like, it's okay, I'm Barbara, and I broke into the Batcave, and I know that you're Bruce and Dick. And oh, they're like, God. now we have to kill her. Her exact line, <laughs> and her exact line reading, I'm going to try to get into 997 Alicia Silverstone yeah, make mode. sure you nail the British accent. I will do my best. It's, it's guys, it's me, Barbara. It's almost exactly <laughs> that. That was uncanny. And the world's greatest detective can't detect this? That's yeah. a problem with your character. Yeah, um, I don't know if I would give him that title anymore after that. 
He doesn't detect shit. George Clooney can't detect a damn thing. He did figure out that Uma Thurman was poison ivy. I mean, she basically told him herself by showing up and being like, "Hey, it's me." But he figured it out. He figured it out after she told him. He's like, he's like, "Oh yeah, hold on a second. I saw, (laughs) saw Uma Thurman seducing Commissioner Gordon. I got an inkling that maybe they could be the same person." It's kind of like figuring out that Victor Freeze is Mr. Freeze. Yeah. Even though it's a different spelling. Right. It just It's a coincidental power, really, when you think about it. Well, I mean, that's Gotham for you. <laughs> <laughs> What's your name? Freeze? Oh, yeah. You're definitely going to have You're going to do powers. cold things, of course. Yeah. Oh, your name is Enigma? It's going to be real mysterious. That's probably, right. A lot of riddles riddle. coming in your future. Cobblepot. I don't know how to connect that to penguins. You guess this good as mine. <laughs> Make them horny. Perfect. <laughs> Oh, he's so gross. So Batman, Robin, and Batgirl go after Freeze and Bane together. By the time they get to the observatory, Freeze and Bane have frozen all of Gotham. Really, Mr. Freeze has done it. Bane is not doing a whole lot of anything. He's he's putting down these icicles and going, bomb, bomb. <laughs> so maybe in the future, there might be bombs. We're not sure. I'm going to assume that they're bombs because he took the time to speak. He said words, so it's probably going to be important. His luchador mask. It moved slightly. Honestly, I don't hate the luchador mask. I think Bane's, Bane's character design is so accurate to the comics, except for the fact that he turns green because he looks like the Hulk. Yep. That bothered me. I'll be like, why is he green now? Halfway through the movie, he just turns green. You got that venom, venom, venom inside him. I don't like it. Okay. Oh, look, Bane's green now. <laughs> I'm willing to move on from that because okay. he's really bad uh, in a fight, apparently. Like, he's really easy to beat. He is pretty easy to beat because Robin and Batgirl. They um they just kind of kick out the tube in his neck. <laughs> it, it's not even like one of those things you just screw into the back of a neck. It's like no, it's a just... vacuum hose, really. Yeah. It's just like you pull it too far, it's going to fall out. You know the old MacBooks that had the um the the magnetic power cable? I sure do. That's exactly what it was. <laughs> it's just like you bump it slightly and all of a sudden Pops he, right out. he just deflates into regular Antonio Diego or whatever his name yeah, was. Yeah, it's real small with it's bad. Honestly, I love the way they did his transformation both times. I agree completely. Redeeming point for, for we Batman got, We got Robin. one. <laughs> we got one. Uh, Batman starts thawing out Gotham by using the telescope to bounce the sun's rays off of a series of satellites. Because, you know. That's how the sun works. That's how. As we all know. Bounce this, oh, it's it's daylight in this city, so let's just bounce the sun off the satellites and then focus it on Gotham so we can melt the ice. For what it's worth. Because we, we have 11 we, yeah, minutes. But we've also all used photoshop i'm assuming and when you're trying to go like a paintbrush on that thing trying to color something in <laughs> it is an absolute bitch to do it takes time to do and he's just willy-nilly like <laughs> like trying to like <laughs> take the ice off of this city like it takes nothing just, the second just... this laser touches it ice gone ice gone that's it it's like that's a, a hot sink drop ice cubes in there or something like that it's just gone but it still takes time it still takes time and in that time mr freeze he detonates those bombs and he blows up the telescope platform. And now he's like, "Ah, oh, what do we what do we do now? Because the telescope, it's not. <laughs> it's gone. Oh, no. We can't use it to defrost Gotham anymore. And we still only have 11. It's been half an hour, but we, we still, still only, only have, have 11, 11 minutes. minutes. I like when he explodes this because then you have Robin and Batgirl falling down yeah. this endless cliff. Endless cliff. Yep. And, and we uh, break physics again. Yeah. But we also get probably the best writing in this movie where- Robin fires his batarang up and it yep. hooks onto something. Yep. And he goes, got you. 
And then it breaks. Right, because he, he fastens it on an icicle. Yeah, and then she fires up and it catches metal. Right. Which is what you want to do when you fire randomly into the air. Already a goes, better sidekick. No, I got you. Nailed it. Great. Uh, uh, beautiful. It's good dialogue. That's the best the dialogue be- you can have. Realistic. I love it. Love it so much. Felt like I was there. That was the first time I was able to suspend no, my disbelief I got in this film. you. Perfect. Perfect. Kind of reminded me of Superman a little bit. A lot of it, but not important. <laughs> Don't bring up the fucking poem. I would I would never. We are flirting with disaster already never. with the back credit card. Be careful, And Brian. the copious Power Rangers references. It's a bad night for me. <laughs> Happy 100. Happy 100. <laughs> so Batgirl does some light hacking and manages to redirect the satellites themselves to unfreeze Gotham. Their light hacking is pretty much Robin just going, Robin goes over and he's like, I guess we're going to have to do it upside down. And Batgirl's like, Men, and then she just what does that mean? Types some things, and what the screen flips mean? around, and then she does all the hacking and redirects the satellites to melt Gotham because, of course, because of course, and then satellites start firing fucking laser beams down and melting Gotham. Deus ex Silverstone, and we were worried about the Men in Black flashy thing giving people cancer. What is this? What are oh these yeah, no, doing? we are directing concentrated sun rays from every direction. It kind of, what I liked about it was it kind of looked like the opening credits for Batman the Animated Series with all the spotlights. The spotlights? Yeah. Probably not cancer causing. No, because they're just spotlights. Correct. This concentrated sun rays. It would have been even better if after like this is all done the next day when they're like, oh, we saved the day. You see all these people walking around with like severe tans. (laughs) Just like, (laughs) I got so burnt. But thanks for getting rid of the ice in 11 minutes, I think. (laughs) Maybe. So now Freeze is laying there. He's like, ah, I hate you, Batman. You, oh, sorry. Ah, I hate you, Batman. Batman. You killed my wife. And That was like it was, uh, Borat. Arnold Borat. Took yeah. over. Sh- Schwarza Borat. My wife. Boratanager. I don't know. How do you? <laughs> so well, you, uh... Batman's like, I have this handy dandy bat symbol here that's also a TV screen. So you can watch this thing that I wasn't there for that Poison Ivy said. That was filmed on a film camera. Yeah. Where a man sat behind it and said, let's not forget this is all a cartoon. Exactly. It's, watch this. L- watch this scene from the movie that we're filming right now. <laughs> Spaceballs, the movie. And it reveals that <laughs> Ivy was the one who killed his wife. And now Freeze is like, oh, I've been betrayed. After he gets like real mopey and real mad, Batman's like, oh, by the way, your wife's actually alive. So She's like, totally fine. None but, of this but matters. But I have a quick question for you while you're here lying, as you're warming up, you're thawing out. Yeah. Mr. Thaw. Yeah, as, you're, <laughs> as you're dying, <laughs> really. Uh, stage one, McGregor's. How do you fix it? How, how does that work? Look into my arm. He's like, actually, I have it right here in my sleeve. It's turbo time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a winter movie. It's perfect. He apparently... Film that just before he did this. That makes sense. Jingle all the way with he gave, Sinbad, of course. He gave all of his effort into Jingle all the way, and then he showed up here. And he's he did. Like, bon Jovi, bring me a cigar. I'll paint it white and smoke it on set. There you go. <laughs> that happened. Things you can't make up. Bon Jovi <laughs> visited set, delivered him Cuban cigars, and he's like, I want to smoke this while we're filming. Paint it white. And that happened. Did he just smoke paint? Is that really what He got battery ass in his mouth at one point from the costume. I know that. Really? Yeah. Well, I know he had an LED light in his mouth for yep. most of the film, so. That could have been it also. He's not paid $25 million. Yeah, you, you know, know what? what? He earned it. In that case, drink some some battery acid, smoke some painted Cubans, whatever you need to do. Arnold, how much do you want to make for this movie? I want $25 million. How do you want it? Cold hard cash. <laughs> Count it. I won't. <laughs> it wasn't it, in the movie. It wasn't in the movie, but I think we've only gotten like nine of I them. I forgot to keep counting. <laughs> We're not even halfway. 
He says, chill out, bat boy, or bird boy, or whatever it is at one point. I don't know. The bat and the bird. That's a, that's what they keep referring to them as. When Poison Ivy says the plan, how he's like, oh, I want to freeze the world. And she's like, I want to make the plant world or whatever. He's like, Adam and evil. <laughs> it's a pun, but it's not it's an not ice an pun. It's not an ice pun, but I don't want that to go unnoticed. Yeah. No, it was a good one. I mean, <laughs> as far as this movie's concerned, it was a good one. So yeah, Batman waits to tell him that his wife is alive, but then he does, and he's like, oh, I feel so much better now. And then Batman's like, yeah, we're going to, we restored her to cryogenic slumber, and we're going to move her to Arkham, where you're still going to be allowed to work on her. And he's like, ah, it's like not even prison. Well, this is awkward because I thought my wife was dead, so I fucked the maid. <laughs> this is a really uncomfortable situation for me. Do you mean Vivica A. Fox? Miss she's the maid in this? Miss B. Haven? <laughs> That's fantastic. It's a great name. It's the best part of the movie, and they never say it out loud. Oh, man, that's so good. <laughs> they might say it out loud, but she's in the movie for 20 seconds. And so she tries to get to with the Frozen Man. And he's like, ah, maybe later. And then he goes and sees his wife in the freezer. Oh, God. He's had a real cold jerk <laughs> sesh to his frozen oh, dead wife. <laughs> who's also the only thing not frozen in his whole lair. <laughs> oh, no movie. Yeah, so so he gives... Oh, Batman's like, anyone could take a life. That's not power, but preserving life, that's real power. And Freeze, he used to do that as a doctor. He's like, ah, yeah, okay, let me give you the, the <laughs> antidote. And he gives him to Batman. He's like, take two and call me in the morning. Yep, not a frozen pun, just... Nope. It was a line. A line, and he gives him the experimental medicine, and, and then they go home. My wife's been frozen something. the whole time. I had the cure in my arm. Only for stage one. His wife is in, like, stage four. I can't imagine it's much different. It's three stages removed. I get that. I feel but like I the stages get- You get, got a real good base. Oh, sure. Also, he's the only one with a cure for stage one. You can't get it anywhere else because they were like, oh, Alfred, you're dead. Yeah, uh, that's unless, fair then. Unless we conveniently get the cure from the villain that one. we're fighting. McGregor syndrome. Who has cured stage one, but he, he can't right. figure out the, the next stages. Your, your disease is named after a baseball mitt. This and is perfect. Probably a producer of this movie. Is it? Oh, I almost guarantee okay. you McGregor is one of the producers. You're checking it. Uh, that's fair. There's somebody on set, for sure. They it's not named, named after Zephram. Kiva Goldsman, who wrote this fucking thing. All right. Hold on. <laughs> because I have an actual quote. From Akiva Goldsman. From Joel Schumacher oh, about dear. Akiva Goldsman. He says Akiva Goldsman was blamed for this sort of lightness and humor and fun and As games. He... Oh, fun and games. Okay. But that's, that's not fair. Use. I take full responsibility. What? I mean, Akiva did write the script, but I shot it and worked with Akiva. So, you know, if you love a movie, there are hundreds of people that made it lovable for you. If you don't like it, blame the director. That's what our names are there for. That's the most real any filmmaker has yeah. ever gotten. Yeah. I mean, like, kudos, Shu. That's... That is actually brilliant. That is proper genius understanding of the industry right there. Yeah. Yeah. So... Wow. I have to give him props for that. Akiva, you're off the... Barely. You didn't make the list. You're barely off the list. I think of the list right now, I'm thinking of Chris Jericho, because I confuse Of course. Him. Jericho's really just like a hot Jovi when you think about it. Hot Jovi. But still, he's off the list. Yeah. Jericho's not painting Cubans. Cigars or as, people. As far as we know. I don't know what he does. I don't either. I got to see, there was this show where they make like fish tanks. I'm aware of the show. I've I don't know what it's called. Few, I don't know either. But they make fish tanks. It's on. Is it on TLC? Probably. It's definitely like a TLC show. But Jericho was on an episode, and uh, he got a fish tank. Yeah. From did, the fish did they put the... like a belt in the tank? I have no. I clue. feel like that's always their move when there's a wrestler on the, no on idea. the show. 
But in the same episode, they went to like Tampa and put him one at the airport. Yes, with the swordfish yeah. in it. And the I next think I week, watched the episode to, with you. It's possible. The next week, I was in Tampa and I saw it. I was like, oh, wow. wow. I know how they did that. <laughs> they had that. Yeah. I know the logistical issues you guys had getting that in here. This is great. Going through security and then pumping it with water. And yeah, it was a nightmare. <laughs> yeah. So there's like a TLC show about aquariums. And Hot Jovi is and, on it. And yeah. There you go. And like basketball players a lot. I imagine they like fish. A lot fish. of basketball players are like, know. I need a giant fish tank in What my a mansion. weird stereotype for basketball players. <laughs> Isn't it? <laughs> oh, see a basketball player? <laughs> Bet she's got a fish tank in his <laughs> house. <laughs> Probably egregious. Hey, LeBron, have you found Nemo anytime lately? Got him. I got him. I got him. <laughs> I like that you physically started to run away. That was great. <laughs> I don't want LeBron to hurt me. No. He's a mogul. He's, he's in Space he's a mogul Jam, too. In the, in the way that Aziz Ansari in Parks and Rec wants to be a mogul. Exactly that. Oh, Aziz. So a depressed and disheveled Poison Ivy is imprisoned at Arkham, and then Freeze walks in. He like, lights up his costume from a dark corner, because he's just hanging out in the corner, I guess. And he's like, I'm going to make your life a living hell. I'm your cellmate. And then- and that, sh- that should not be the way it works. No. This cannot no. be a Euro trip Mika situation here. <laughs> yeah. Like, you don't confuse Victor Freeze with a, a female name. What are we doing here? Victor and Pamela. Yeah. Put them in the same cell. <laughs> oh, a couple gals. Okay. They're both doctors. <laughs> Alfred is given Freeze's cure, and then he goes full Grandpa Joe, and he jumps out of bed and dances. And Don't get me started on Grandpa Joe. You <laughs> know it, that. You know, it's a touchy subject. Yeah. At all times. I'm trying to break you this episode. <laughs> and everyone agrees to let Barbara stay in the mansion. And Alfred is like, we're going to need a bigger cave. Yep. And uh, that's that's the movie. That's the movie. Oh, wait. Batman, Robin, and Batgirl run toward the camera. They and sure that's do. the movie. Uh, that is Batman and Robin from 1997, directed by the Joel Schumacher. Ooh. That all happened, huh? All of that and more, actually. I skipped so much. You waited 98 episodes, folks, for that. <laughs> there you go. Hope we probably it was worth lost it. so many listeners from driving off bridges. I'd imagine. Well, no. What That's happened what was happened. The, somebody dropped green fire in front of them. And oh, the car and just then couldn't they, take it. They fell over and they right. slid off the bridge. It's unfortunate. I'm going to miss them all. Yeah, dearly. And it's. I'm, I'm sure someone. Went, I got you. <laughs> no. No. I got you. I got you. I guess when filming was over, George Clooney actually quipped, "I think we just killed the series." <laughs> It's good while you are like involved in watching something like, get ruined. Oh, where while it's happening, like, oh shit, I guess I'm gonna be on TV for the rest of my life. And then he wasn't. And then he wasn't. So good for him. I guess. And he did he did well. He's done well word. since then. Against all odds. <laughs> I can't even say that because George Clooney isn't bad. He's just bad in this. He's really bad in this though. It's like a special type of bad. Well, he's used to soap opera acting at this point. This was his big break, believe it or not. This is the oh, movie that dear. people went, yeah, we could hire George Clooney as a lead as a actor. Lead? <laughs> He's got so much personality. Is that the word we're going to use, guys? Really? <laughs> he acts. I, I seen it. George Clooney's stunt doubles went through 50 rubber bat suits. That's 100 bat nipples. That's so many bat nipples. <laughs> Gaylord Fokker can milk them all. Hey. Think about it. That's good. Brian, Rotten Tomatoes 1 100. Hit me. What do you think? Uh, 12. That is freakishly close. It is 11. Oh, wow. It is worse than you oh, think. Oh, that's perfect because because it's the number of minutes they have. Exactly. In the last half hour to really. save the world. Uh, audience score is 16%. Oh, higher than I would have expected. Also, it's higher than you would expect. Roger Ebert saw this movie. Oh, no. He gave it two out of four. That's higher than I thought. That's much higher than I thought. He says, 
Because of my love for the world of Batman, I went to Joel Schumacher's Batman and Robin with real anticipation. I got thrilled all over again by the gothic towers of Gotham City. Kind of like Brian with the big statues. Honestly, I don't think Gotham was that bad. I agree with Roger here. Uh, I disagree with Roger. Okay. Fully. Okay. He says, I was reminded of how cool the Batmobile is. Batman is a new one. And I smiled at the fetishistic delight with which Batman and Robin put their costumes, sheathing themselves in shiny black second skins and clamping on lots of belts, buckled <sighs> shields, hooks, pulleys, etc. He goes on to more question, how much does this stuff weigh? Because I don't want to sound like a fucking pervert. <laughs> you can tell which part I added. <laughs> he said, but my delight began to fade at about the 30 minute mark when it became clear that this movie, like its predecessors, was not really going to explore the bizarre world of its heroes, but would settle down safely into a special effects extravaganza. Yeah. Batman and Robin, like the first three films in the series, is wonderful to look at and has nothing authentic at its core. Yeah. Yeah. And I'd argue less to look at than you'd expect. Yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> I didn't hate it, though. I, it has more to look at than Batman Forever does. Oh, for sure. For sure. But Batman Forever had acting. Just hard stop. Whatever it, Jim Carrey was had doing. Acting. acting. Thomas Leeson Johnson. He was there, too. He was doing <laughs> He was doing stuff. I feel like Roger Ebert, and this feels appropriate, that in this review, he breaks down what we've been trying to do for 100 episodes oh, so far. Cool. So it's- He's going to school us right he, now. Uh, he might. He might. And- it falls into a, a spot where it's movies that we like personally, and you can tell kind of where his thought process is. I know it spoke to me directly when I read it. Okay. And I don't know how it's going to land with you. Let's but see. We'll see. He says, my prescription for the series remains unchanged. Scale down. We don't need to see $2 million on the screen every single minute. Agreed. Give the foreground to the characters, not the special effects, and ask the hard questions about Bruce Wayne. There's a moment in the film where we learn that the new telescope in the Gotham Observatory can look at any place on Earth. Just don't point it at my bedroom. <laughs> Bruce Wayne chuckles. What is he chuckling about? <laughs> yeah, why is that funny? The part I like about this oh. is the obvious part of let the actors be. Let the characters come to life. You don't need to make it some sort of visual spectacle all the time. Right. Even movies that are visual spectacles, like a Doctor Strange, pulls back Heavily. Where Heavily. the most important part of that movie is two people on a balcony just talking. Just talking while the rain's frozen. Right. And one happens to be a special effect too. <laughs> but not important there. Let these things breathe. Yes. You don't need to completely blow people out of the water. Focus visually. on character exactly. a little bit. Character's really important. Character is probably the most important. He's not wrong about that. Ebert is spot on with with tell me why Bruce Wayne is the way he is. Martha. There is That's a why. Story to tell. Yeah. Besides that. Martha. I don't know. I really like that. I, I That yeah. one hit home a little bit for me. I get it. Things I don't get, though. Is it people on Amazon.com? Yeah, those monsters. There are some one stars for this thing. There were 1,700 reviews. This movie has a 4.4 out of 5, which they seem to land in generally They're all the generally time. They're generally around the 4 region. 73% are 5 star. 5% are 1 star, which wow. is high. There was like 350-something of them. Wow. I picked out a few just to kind of nitpick because there are a lot. Sure. And the thing about it's weird because- the older ones, like when you look at the early 2000s, the reviews that you got on Amazon, people took their time to type them out, and they're very good. good. Where people are like, oh, I don't like it at 15 minutes. I think the lighting suggested this, and it just doesn't make sense to something like, stuff like that. Okay. But then when you get to like 2015, it's like, I don't like this because Batman could suck a dick. Classic trolls. <laughs> <laughs> so I got a little, little nitpicky with them here, because I, I felt like it was necessary. That's fair. From June 24th, 2020. If movies go to hell, 
This one is there shoveling coal. Director Schumacher, <laughs> R.I.P., apologized for this movie. Imagine if they actually made a movie out of the old Batman TV show. They did, but that's another story. But they pretended it was serious. Corny one-liners, ridiculous gadgets, scenery chewing. Dear God, make it end. Surfboarding in the air? Yes, <laughs> I said that. <laughs> uh, not wrong at all. <laughs> all of that. All of that. Completely checks out. Every bit of it. It did feel like they were trying to like take the tone from the 60s show. No, they were trying to take the idea from the 60s show. And camp, they just But failed. the tone is completely off. Yeah. It doesn't line up. Yeah. Silly. It is silly in the silly. worst way, not in like, the good way. Yeah. Silly in the way that you're like, no. From November 1st, 2016. It's just bad. Schwarzenegger's cold puns are completely out of sync. Out of sync. This is one of the most uniformly awful movies I've ever seen. The corny humor isn't campy. It's just bad. This is where he says the Schwarzenegger's cold puns are out of sync. Why would he take the title from the second sentence? It never does that. That's silly. It is silly. That's silly. Out of sync with his tragic villain character. Oh, okay. And none of his strengths and all the weaknesses are on display as Mr. Freeze. Oh, he's an Olympic decathlete and a brilliant scientist. Okay. George Clooney is hammy. Chris, what's his name, might as well not be in the movie. What is Bane? Alicia Silverstone displays none of their charm from Clueless. Uma Thurman turns garbage into, well, bronze at the most. The overall feel of the movie takes on the zing and erotic potential out of the benippled and cod-pieced costumes. Wow. See, now that's a sentence. That is, right there, is just word gold. I He spun that into gold. I have never heard the word benippled <laughs> said out loud before, or ever at all, and now I can't wait to use it again. It's going to be in my lexicon of life. Benippled. It's very exciting. I'm just happy I got to say it twice. Yeah. Speaking about nips. From September 22nd, 2019. Absolutely embarrassing. <laughs> Painful to watch, yet I feel seduced into it by the bat nipples. Oh, it was the bat nips that did it. That did it. That the lured you in. suits. <laughs> From February 19th, 2015, it's only tolerable when watched with riff tracks. There's a riff tracks? There's a riff tracks. Oh. They get mentioned often in the Amazon one-star reviews, too. I just got excited to watch this movie again. Yeah, I can't wait. <laughs> Made me real excited. I didn't know that that was going to happen to me. I thought I was going to be like, seen it? Good. You're Forever. welcome. Now I have to watch Actually, it again. weird enough, that's actually the title of it is, You're Welcome. So that right there is good on you. Yeah, uh, I find that Thanks really for looking helpful. out for me, brother. <laughs> the last one I have is, I might as well, I'm going to call it Shameless Plug, is the, the title for it. Uh, it's from May 30, 2001, Buy the Animated Stuff Instead. <laughs> Head over to patreon.com slash podcasters, listen to Batman Animation, where we talk about the animated stuff instead. Yeah, where the character of Mr. Freeze is actually good. There you go. Hey. That's all I had for one stars. Why don't you hit me with some super stuff? You're not going to. Damn it. You know I'm not <laughs> going to. Because what I have for you, Dave. And now for another edition of Caped Podcasters Theater. I like how I do that live with you holding up an iPad to a microphone. It's classy. It's we, like try to, we try to keep it. As much work as we put into editing this thing and we making could, it sound this way. I could just send you the audio this file. and easily it would the laziest us. thing that we do. Oh, <laughs> easily. Uh, <laughs> but you know what? Oh, well. In this edition of K-Podcasters Theater, Theater, as always, we are, we are borrowing from comedy writer Keaton Patty. He has forced a bot to watch a thousand hours of Batman movies and then asked it to write a Batman movie of its own. Here is the first page. 
Now, Dave, I'm going to do something different this time. I'm going to give you a choice. Of? Do you want to play Batman or the Joker? I Oh, I very badly want to play the Joker. All right. Well, then you were also going to be portraying Alfred. This is the best day so of my you life. Are Alfred and Joker. Is this I my 100 be, gift? I will be. Yeah, sure. I'll be Batman <laughs> and I will be doing the narration. Keaton Patty's Batman. Page one. Interior. Traditional Batcave. Batman stands next to his Batmobile and uses his Bat computer. He's sometimes Bruce Wayne, sometimes Batman, all times orphan. <laughs> this is now a safe city. I have punched a penguin into prison. <laughs> Alfred, Batman's loyal battler, carries a tray of goth ham. Eat a dinner, mattress weight. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> well, it should be noted, these are the first time I'm ever seeing these. <laughs> this isn't fair. <laughs> An explosion explodes. The Joker and Two-Face enter the cave. Joker is a clown, but insane. Two-Face is a man, but a turnip. <laughs> no, it is Two-Face and One-Face. They hate me for being a bat. Batman throws Alfred at Two-Face. Two-Face flips Alfred like a coin. Alfred lands heads up, which means Two-Face goes home. <laughs> it is just you and I, the Joker. Bat versus clown. Moral enemies. I am such a freak. Society is bad. You drink water. I drink anarchy. I drink bats, just like a bat would. <laughs> Batman looks around for his parents, but they are still dead. <laughs> this makes him have anger. He fires a bat rocket. The Joker deflects it with his sick sense of humor, a clownly power. I have never followed a rule. That is my rule. Do you follow? I don't. Alfred, give birth to Robin. <laughs> Alfred begins the process since it is his job. The Joker now has a present in his hand. He juggles it over to Batman. Happy Bat Day, Birthman. Batman opens the present since he's a good guy. It contains a coupon for new parents, but it's expired. This is a Joker joke. <laughs> this has been another edition of K-Podcast Theater. Theater. That's my favorite one so far. Uh, that is the first one of his I ever read, and it's oh, also my favorite. Man. My favorite line is still when Cyclops takes off the glasses and his eyes are guns. That's still <laughs> my favorite line ever. Guns. It's excellent. Now do we give it a super stuff score? We don't. God damn we, it. We could, but we're you not, know my shtick by not, now. But we're not. This, actually, these are no, actual IMDb not. trivia Illegal. facts. Illegal. Wrote <laughs> is on all accounts. I have two. Yeah, that's fine. One of them, actually interesting. The As other, is usually the case whenever you do multiple. The other is just going to make you mad. <laughs> Should we like bolt down the table? Maybe. It okay. might be a good idea. Prison rules. Actual IMDb trivia fact number one. George Clooney has been known to refund people who saw this film. What a guy. Right? All right. So if you see George Clooney, you're like, hey, saw Batman and Robin. He'll be like, here's your 650. He definitely didn't do that until he got famous. <laughs> of course not. Second IMDb trivia fact. At the auction, Batman pulls out his Bat credit card. Oh, dear God. It's good until date reads forever. Yeah. This is probably a reference to Batman Probably forever, a reference to Batman forever. Which was the last Batman live action movie. Okay. All right. Okay, that's uh, that happened. I feel satisfied enough now to, to to give this a super stuff score. That reminds me that there are some Facebook groups that I'm a part of that you have people on it who are just like, there's a reference to a hammer in Avengers. It probably references Thor. <laughs> oh, man. I know exactly the group you're talking about. <laughs> super stuff. We're finally getting there. Yeah, we're going to do it. Oh, goody. Story motivation. What's the story here? Whose story? Is it Batman's story? Is it the villain's story? Whose story? Uh, Batman and Robin are the two in the title. But they're not top build. <laughs> but it, you're right. Arnold Schwarzenegger is top build. Yeah, but I don't think that. I, 
He's he's Arnold. So zero. Well, what is I don't actually know what the story is. They say we have a new villain. Stop it. There's a new villain. Get the villain. Save the world. Say melt Gotham. Uh, Eventually melt Gotham. No, you're right. It's zero. zero. I don't know what's happening here. Sell toys. That's the story. That's the story and motivation. It's definitely motivation. motivation. Heroes. They're terrible. They're this this is the worst that they've been. They're not great at all. They're fighting each other because they got hormoned up. They really did. They get saved by the new girl. I kind of want to go point two five at the absolute max because they do save the day. They do save the That's day. That's it. It's not even a global threat, though. It's a Gotham threat. It's a Gotham threat. Well, it's supposed to become a global threat after Gotham is done. Fine. Point two five. And they save Alfred. So just yeah, to give 0.25. it something. I love Alfred. He's my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. I like him better in other movies, but villains. Where do you want to start? Honestly, I think Uma Thurman is crushing it. Uma Thurman's doing a hell of a job. She is doing the best she can do with what she's been given. She reminds me of Catherine O'Hara in Schitt's Creek with like that indecipherable <laughs> yes, accent of yes. you don't know what it actually is. Is it an act? Is it not an act? Is she just leaning in that hard? Yeah. She's having a ball, but so is Arnold. The villains are having a lot of fun here. Uma Thurman got nominated for Favorite Actress in Kids' Choice Awards and the Worst Supporting Actress in the Razzies. Um, she lost both of them to Alicia Silverstone in this movie. Wow. Yeah. I don't hate these villains. No, I don't either. I, I actually like Victor Freeze's motivation. I love his motivation. I wish they had leaned into it a little more and a little less on the ice puns, even though I love <laughs> I love bad jokes and puns. We'll get there. But this was too much. So, I don't know, 0. 0.5? I'm okay going 0. 0. 0. 0.5. 0. 0.5, 0. 0.75? I, I don't hmm. think they were that bad. I'm okay going 0. 0.75 Bang. as a- 0. 0.5. 0. 0.5. That's fine. You're right. <laughs> Thank you for bringing me back down to Earth. Teamwork? Parents? Everybody's got dead parents. We know dead that. Dead parents. Alpha and Wazoo. Alfred is dying, and he's like yep. a pseudo-parent to everybody right. in the movie, let's too. Let's go teamwork. So let's go teamwork, they because hate each we other. don't want to give it a good they're, score. They're both outbidding each other <laughs> in the dick region, but mostly. They're, they're also <laughs> all horned up by the pink dust. Right. 0.25. Max, yeah. again? 0.25. Max. They end up working together to save the day, because Bruce calls him brother and, and talks about trust. Right, of course, because words matter all of a sudden. I got you. Point, no, I got you. Point two five. You are not wrong there. Fair. Female characters. Let's talk about Uma Thurman first. Yes. Okay. That's a good place to start. Reduce yes. from there. She's okay. She's okay. She's a strong character for sure. Yeah. She is sexualized a hundred percent, but by design. It's by design. Yeah. It's intentional. It is her power, which makes it even stronger. I think. I'm gonna go point seven five for using Uma Thurman. It, yeah. And I'm gonna go minus. Oh, damn. It might be a 0.25 overall. I think so. Alicia Silverstone is not good. She's she's not. They don't give her character any kind of right. help at all. And this is supposed to be the Barbara Batgirl? Yeah. It is not the and Barbara. Let's, it's not. Let's not forget the fat shaming offset. Doesn't help. <laughs> but even canonical, it doesn't make sense why she's no. Barbara. No, it doesn't. Not make, a Gordon. No, she's not a Gordon right. because they were like, I don't believe that Alicia Silverstone could be Pat Hingle? Pat Hingle's daughter. <laughs> Who cares? Five. Also, why not? 0. 0.25. 0. 0.25. I don't know that that speaks to her strength as a character, but it, it it's, yeah. It speaks to Uma Thurman's strength to overcome That's that. exactly what it speaks to. Setting. This is where we're going to disagree, I think. I think we are. I don't like this Gotham. I don't hate this Gotham. Okay. And I hate big statues. There's so many. But at this point, it's become a Gotham thing for me. It's become a joke thing for me. Oh, they're definitely playing it up. Like, I don't think this is getting a one or anything, but... <laughs> okay. But no, I, I... Where are you leaning then? Like a 0. 0.5. Okay, so let's reduce that to a 0. 0.25 0. and meet in the middle. That seems fair. 
Because you want to give it a straight zero. I do want to give it a straight zero. I hate this Gotham. Okay. It's so ugly and Honestly, there, are, there were times where they were doing um, establishing shots where I was like, is this CGI or not? I don't know. That doesn't make it good. It just no. makes it good special effect. Good miniature, maybe. Assuming, yeah, that it's a special effect. It's Yeah, I didn't say it's a good thing. It's, Fair enough. I didn't know if it okay. was or not. Style and tone. Here, Here's what I'm going to say here. Yeah. I kind of love the style. I hate the tone. I can agree with you fully. Okay. Because I do think that there is a style that they've established. There's 100% here, of style. Where they tried to take the 66 camp, but mm-hmm. make it more 90s. serious and 90s. And neon. <laughs> So I do think that there is a style there. The tone is completely a mismatch to what they've established. Absolutely. The tone makes no sense. So let's go 0.5. Yeah. I think we'll meet in the middle of a zero and a one. Luckily, it's one of those where we can split it a little bit. Yep. Music. Now here, here's what I'm going to say about the music. (laughs) Oh my God. Of all the heavy handed things in this movie, the heaviest hand is Elliot Goldenthal's. Yeah, no, it's very, very heavy. He's like, hey, I'm playing music now. Do you hear it? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, Elliot, I got it. There's music. That said, it's never inappropriate to the scene. Well, because the scene's garbage too, usually. I don't think the music's that bad. I think But it bad. is extremely heavy-handed. Yeah, they definitely point it out. But then there's one scene where it's not even there, which is bizarre, and that's the banana peel scene that we talked about. Oh, with all the goofy right, sounds. with all the goofy sound effects. I'll. What do you want to give it? It's on you for this one. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I'm leaning like a 0.75.5, but R. Kelly's song, Gotham, is going to take it down by at least a quarter of a point. But let's also- that is garbage. Yeah, but let's not forget that this also did win a Grammy. Right. For the Smashing Pumpkins <laughs> for the Smashing song. Smashing Pumpkins. The end is the beginning is the end. Is the end, right. Does that matter? It is the Smashing Pumpkins. It is. The Smashing Pumpkins. Billy Corgan. I, I sent you a video- Of roller coaster no, YouTube video I sent fame. you a video, because one of our buddies- it's just Kevin. He really likes Smashing Pumpkins, apparently. <laughs> and the video I said- He was to, very excited about a vinyl release. He was very excited about it. Nick, who will be back soon, real soon, I guess Nick, who's on Howard the Duck, we, we hate Smashing Pumpkins. We think the Billy Corgan's voice is fucking nonsense. <laughs> so I sent a video to the whole group that we're in of me just throwing the top, the, the pot top at a pot and just saying, oh, Billy Corgan's singing, because that's how bad it is. <laughs> so are we thinking like a 0. 0.25, 0. 0.5? I'll give it a 0. 0.25 to acknowledge I figure that that's- Music. To acknowledge that music I'm going real easy, man. Are you? Am I? <laughs> One-liners. One-five? Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think the bad is the good. I think that there's so many in this thing. I feel like I could point to... to 27 instances of exactly that. Yeah, which makes me, oh, you know, 27 is a big number. I'll go two. This movie is historic for how bad it is at this point. That's true. That the I think the, the every how infamous these lines are. Every twenty five million dollar line it. is. I'm gonna go two for one liners. Two for one liners. They're that well known. That is that is putting some. Whew. It's a weird one because usually we save it for the baddies. Yeah, but or the goodies. The rather. goodies rather. The baddies are so well known in this that, that they become one liners. It's incredible. Yeah, it really is incredible. Chill out. <laughs> Cool is party. two too much? Two feels like a lot, but your your argument is not wrong. I'll come to Earth. I'll go one five. All right. Just from being a, a rational human being. Oh, not 21.5. <laughs> that would give this an insane score. That would be nuts. And the final category is impact on the genre. Kill the franchise. Sold a lot of toys. <laughs> I'm going to go zero. Here, here's what I have to say. Not only did it kill a franchise, it killed five movies. 
five movies? They killed Batman Unchained, which was going to be the sequel to this that okay. had that had Harley Quinn and Coolio as Scarecrow. Wasn't so that hold if the it fucking phone. What yeah, they were bringing back Coolio, they were going to make him Scarecrow, and he was his fear toxin was going to bring back hallucinations of all the villains from the other movies, culminating in Jack Nicholson's Joker coming back. That's neat. It's a really cool idea. Coolio is the weird part about it. Yeah. And also, I mean, if this one didn't kill it, that one would have. Fair enough. It also killed a second Schumacher uh, Batman Year One movie that was going to focus on Commissioner Gordon. Okay. Kurt Russell as Commissioner Gordon. That's awesome. And a young Selina Kyle. That obviously got killed, and no Batman movies were made until Batman Begins. They're also going to do a live adaptation of Batman Beyond and a Robin Nightwing spinoff with Chris O'Donnell. The fifth one was Tim Burton's Superman Lives. Oh, wow. This is the movie that killed Superman Lives because it was supposed to be all in one universe. The Nick Cage Superman movie. Yeah. That is a thing of legend at this point. Yeah. And there's a great documentary, which I can't wait to talk about one so day. So my argument here Superman is- lives. Are you going to argue a negative impact? No. Oh. I think it had a huge impact by killing all those movies. So that's what I meant. Is Are you going to argue that the negative impact was so large it's, that- It's the, uh, the one-liners argument. So the negative you... impact was so big that it might get a positive score. The last thing I have on this is Kevin Feige has called Batman and Robin the most important comic book movie ever made. What? He says because <laughs> because of its catastrophic failure, it forced major comic book companies and film studios to rethink how they present comic book movies and all comic book based media. So we're looking at a one. We're looking at an easy one. I think it's a one. Holy shit. Okay. I can't believe I just talked to you from a zero to a one. Okay. That's, that's a win for me. Took you 100 episodes to do it. Good job. <laughs> I had to come in with a cogent argument because I knew. I knew. That's going to give Batman and Robin a total superstar score of 4.75. Too high. It's very high. It's very high. Yeah, that's fine. It's arbitrary as we all know. We gave Superman 3 a 175. Yeah, because And it's bad. I would say, better movie. Would you, though? I don't know if I would. <laughs> All right. I don't feel convinced in my own statement This is a there. long. This should have been in the, the twos. And not a cool, what is it? No, this is two hours and five minutes. 25 minutes? Yeah. It's long. It's long. It's a long movie. Oh, boy. Speaking of things that are long, 100 episodes. 100 episodes. We. It's been a long time. It's been a very long We've time. We've been doing this for 100 episodes. 100 straight weeks of putting out an episode every single Monday. Look at us. Think about that. Look at us. Well, we started with Fridays, and then we learned, don't do very that. Very quickly, we learned that. <laughs> we also learned a lot of things very quickly, because uh, if you listen to those first episodes, oh boy. they are You should not. Tough. You should not. <laughs> if you listen to those first it's episodes, It's to the point that we've been talking don't. about on Patreon doing, like, Batman Revisited and, like, Spider-Man yeah. Revisited just to, you know, get a do-over. Just to redeem ourselves. <laughs> We got some questions on Facebook. Oh, cool. As is part of our giveaway that we're going to be doing. Yes. On this episode. Should we say what the prize is now? I think we should. Yeah. Okay. Um, before we do the, before we announce a winner. I think it makes sense to tell people what they're winning so they can get excited for a half second before we tell them that they're Oh, no. We'll it. drag it on. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. This is going to yeah, be yeah. like a tantric giveaway. So we have an announcement to make. Uh, if you head over to katepodcasters.com, you should see a link in the navigation there for the new Super Stuff Store. It is open. We got merch, baby. We do have merch, baby. There's a lot of shirts, a lot of hats. We can some if, mug. if you suggest things, we could probably make it. We've got options. We could do all sorts of stuff. And even more importantly, 10% of everything that's sold on the Super Stuff Store is going to go to the Extra Life Foundation. Yes. 
Our good buddy Kyle Collins, who you heard last week on Men in Black, he's the team captain for the Extra Life group that we participate in, where they do a 24-hour live stream. It's going to be on November 13th, starting at 8 p.m. this year. It's going to go 24 hours from there. They've learned to do, start it later. So smart. So that they start can, at 8 you know, they can all of... stay awake this yeah. time. It'll be great. But Extra Life does a lot of, of good work for the Children's Miracle Network of hospitals and giving back to them. It is powered by Twitch. So it is a, a proper gamer's channel of collecting donations and giving yeah. to the right places. So 10% of everything that's sold on the Super Stuff store doesn't roll off the tongue quite yet. It's, it's tough because it's one it's, letter away from the right. score. It's tricky. <laughs> it's going to be going to Extra Life. So it's going to a good place. Yeah. And we're going to keep trying to keep the, uh, the, the charities going as we go through this thing because- there's a lot of places out there. We got a lot of cool stuff, and yeah. we want you to have a lot of cool stuff, but we also want to give back because that's give what it back. really is all about. Absolutely. We want to be a little bit of a heroes ourselves. Kyle and the whole gang are doing a hell of a job putting together this 24 hour stream where you're going to see a lot of past guests there in person with Kyle and Ryan from Experience Grind and Micah, past guest on Suicide Squad. And other past guests going to be there that you know of off the top of your head? Uh, Sean? We don't need that. You guys don't need to see Sean and his I'll be mustache. there. Are you going this year? I'm going to go, yeah. I'll be at the I didn't know you were going. Stream. Yeah. I don't think Kyle knows yet, but I'm going to be there. Surprise. <laughs> there you go. So now he knows. Go on to the Super Stuff store. Buy shit. Yeah. It's buy going some, to a good place. Buy some t-shirts. Going to a good place. But the giveaway. The giveaway. The first shirt that we're going to sell is, we're not selling. We're it's, giving it away. It's going to be a free one. A freebie. It's a freebie. For one person who was kind enough to participate in our post- reminiscing about these last hundred episodes. Exactly. So you had to post a comment or a question about our past hundred episodes to qualify for it. Easy enough. We'll announce it in a little bit, but you're getting our first shirt. That's simple exciting. enough. It is exciting. I got a couple questions. Okay. About the first one hundo. I got a couple answers. Matt Cowan wants to know how many stars you think the ghosts of Roger Ebert would give the Cape podcasters so far. Oh, that's good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> The first few bunch of episodes. Pretty damn bad. Very bad. Let's not forget that. He would not be happy with them. Also, we're still not sure if it's a four or five star scale. It's a four. We're sure it's a four. No. I think it's a five. <laughs> he just refuses to give fives. Saving it for I the think, biggies? Yeah, and then he never... That's my hypothesis. I have no... I think that the Ebes would give us a solid two and a half. Yeah? Because I don't think we're sexy enough for him. No, we, we're not sexy enough for him. He, he has a, a real thing for super sex. He loves it. He loves it so he much. Loves it, and you know we're just we don't have that kind of relationship, Dave. Yet, yet. Give it a couple more years. Episode two hundred. Yeah, it's gonna get real hot. Whoo! <laughs> Steaming up just thinking about it. Yeah, I think two and a half. Well, no, because we talk about his jaw a lot. He'd probably give us a one, just at a personal vendetta. One five. He'd find it humorous. One five. You're right. He, he would, has a good sense. He'd of humor. be like, Haha, that is funny. I don't have a jaw. On me. However. <laughs> not cool i'm dead man there you go so matt thank you for the five. question <laughs> past guest it's just kevin wants to know who's the best guest answer not you not you <laughs> that's rude um that's what he, he wants to hear him i can neither confirm nor deny that we have ranked out all of our favorite guests are you a doctor of the trump variety I don't. Is I that don't, what you're doing right I now? I don't Are know. Are you like enforcing podcast HIPAA when it's appropriate? I don't know if we have a favorite and a definite least favorite or not. Not wrong. <laughs> we know it's I, not Kevin. I can't speak to that. He's somewhere in the middle, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> but he's colorblind. 
Don't forget that. Mm, that's right. It's going to take away half a point. You lose guest <laughs> points for sure. <laughs> for this episode, Micah, past guest, wants to know, nipple or no nipple? I don't care either way. I don't care. Doesn't affect me. I don't give a shit. I mean, I, I love nipples, but like when they're just drawn on a costume, I don't care. Yeah. Reed Peter also wants to know, why give the audience Clooney and O'Donnell nipples, but not Thurman and Silverstone nipples? And I think you just, you should know the answer to that. I feel like that's a very <laughs> obvious answer. If you're going for a PG-13 rating, I think, I think that's... Maybe leave the female nips out. Yeah. Unless the Timberlake's involved, in which case, let them fly. I'll invoke it. I don't mind. Yeah. No, it's good. Uh, Zeus Laser, his only question was, why? That's a solid question. He gets us completely. <laughs> Zeus understands. <laughs> we got a couple other comments here. Reed Peter also wants to know, I've heard the Bruce Campbell love. Would you consider Army of Darkness? Stay tuned. <laughs> consider it. Spoiler. Stay tuned. <laughs> it was a good suggestion. Thank you. Dylan Jones, which is actually a funny story, which is, <laughs> he said the best, our best, his favorite joke is me. His favorite joke is Dave. He's right. Oh, I love He's it. an interesting guy because- me and Brian play Marvel Strike Force on the phones yeah. and whatnot. And we met Dylan almost three years ago playing that game. And there's been a whole bunch of us that have just been playing that game together. And like, he's not even close. He's in Ohio. It just shows the power of Marvel and superheroes and everything. And the that internet. it brings it all together. It's incredible, yeah. right? The power of Marvel, the power of superheroes, the power of gaming, and the power of the internet. There you go. Combine them and- And it's, that's how we know I'm people in Ohio. And still the best joke, damn it. And you're still the best <laughs> joke. Uh, I love it. Pascal Mike also another good question. He says, "What is your favorite bit that has been added to the show in the first 100 episodes that didn't exist when the concept slash pilot episode was created?" Oh, I'm gonna go with all. Yeah, we didn't have any bits planned. Our at concept all. was—I mean, the closest we ever got to a concept was, "Hey, we love this stuff. We understand it's silly. Yeah, let's talk about it in both ways." Do you want to talk about superhero movies? Cool. Let's start a podcast. That was it. Uh, I want to say episode three introduced the Favreau salute. As it should have, because it's insane. <laughs> that was Iron Man, yep. of course. First toe dip into the MCU. Uh, it would have been... Episode I've, two would have been um, Danny fucking Elfman. That's been around for a long, long time. The introduction time. No. of the middle name. No. Oh, the middle name. Was he in the first episode, really, is what I want to know. Oh, you know what? He probably was in the first episode. He's been around probably You're the right. longest. Ebert's been around for a really long time, because we had UB2, Uncle Ben 2.0. That's right. Uncle Ben 3.0 that, that picked the movies until the ghost of Roger Ebert Ouija'd them out. That's right. Until <laughs> we could decide on a name, really, for our random picker. We really didn't have any bits planned out. No. Not even a little. No. My personal favorite is the one stars. One stars are fun. They're a lot of fun. Because they're those, a lot of fun to put together. People are I've lost a lot of faith in humanity from doing it. I believe that. But here we are. <laughs> yeah. Super stuff wasn't even in the first episode, was it? No, I don't think we did super stuff until like the fourth or fifth episode. Well, it's funny because we actually re recorded. That part of the first episode, we went like weeks later and threw it in there. Yeah, we went so it's back in there. and we we added. We realized super we needed stuff. something. So, <laughs> hey, Micah, there you go. You saw the sausages made. Yeah. One what I love. I mentioned Derek before. How he he loves the reoccurring Favre salute as he should. Yeah. He says I overuse it, which I probably do. I don't care. It's my table that I sure. Hit. It's sure. fine. He said that I'm convincing him that Tony's character development is pretty questionable. From the movies that we've covered so far. Oh, boy. I've got one convert. Oh, no. It starts. Which, you know, it says something about Derek. <laughs> really. Easily swayed. It's possible. Or he's <laughs> drunk on bourbon all the time. Possible. So, or, yeah. he's, a, or he's a genius, like me. There it so is. So it's- The guy who liked Daredevil. You did, too. And Green Lantern. Can't, well, it's not that bad. Yeah. It's not that bad. Yeah. 
<laughs> not that great either. Not wrong. And we got one final one for Vincent. He said, congrats on 100. It's been great. He loved to hear how we evolved. And I told him, I'm fucking glad we evolved because it was yeah. unbearable at the beginning. <laughs> he loves the dead astronauts bit. It is fun. Oh. It's pretty new. That's a new one. I like that. He never knew that there were wrong answers to fuck, Mary kill, which I think we've established there are. Oh, for sure. You could be wrong. We're going to find out how wrong because oh. he's given us fuck, Mary kill. Oh, good. And he's given me his answer to it, which I have not read yet. Oh, so, so I'm very excited. He has the right answer. Maybe. Oh. Maybe. We're going to determine that. Okay. He says, fuck, Mary kill. Wed baby head. Batman, Robin, Alfred. Okay. Okay. Until he fully gets it, how it should be all men. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where are you going? I'm just immediately, first thought, without even really digesting You're it. Say Mary I'm, Alfred. I'm marrying Alfred. Of course you are. Every time. The man is a saint. At God, that, you're going to have point, to fuck one and kill one now. I mean- A Batman and a Robin. I think the answer's obvious, I though. think you got to fuck Batman and kill Robin. I think that's the answer. Because half the time, Robin is just a boy. So, like, I, I don't know. Not in this one, he's not. He's not got in this weird one. No. sideburns no, this that is, don't even line up for the 90s. a very adult Chris O'Donnell. I think you're right. Yeah. Vincent says, fucking Batman, because you'll be able to play with those nipples, and you know he's bringing his toys to the bedroom. Oh, yeah. Killing Robin, because I'm not trying to fuck no 34-year-old-looking <laughs> boy running around in spandex. Plus, my mom has a thing for Chris O'Donnell, and that would just make things weird at Christmas. <laughs> Marrying Alfred, because Michael fucking Goff is a treasure to this world, and he'll let me stay out past my bedtime running around jumping on rooftops. So true. That's the right answer. It's the right answer. Well done. There you go. Love it. I have a couple questions for you about, okay. about 100 episodes. Yeah. Do you have a favorite episode? There have been so many good ones that I have a hard time but a narrowing favorite it down. episode. Like my absolute favorite episode? Yep, gun to your head. I got one that stands out to me right away. That's such a hard question. I'm leaning Punisher. That's mine. Instantly, that was mine. I don't know why we love that episode so much. It was but so much fun to do. That's why. It was a blast. The the Dolph Lundgren Punisher episode. I would say that's my favorite one that we did together, for yeah. sure. I think Man of Steel is still way up there on my list of favorite movies we've talked about. Really? Favorite movies that we've talked about? Yeah, because it was one of those that I didn't. I never saw it, and when I watched it, I went, God damn. Damn it, that's a good movie. Yeah. Another episode that I really liked that we did was Fantastic Four. That was so much fun. That was like in the Punisher era. It was of not the, long before the Punisher. fresh out yeah. of the COVID era when we were able to I think that was, I think Fantastic again. Four was our first one back in person. <laughs> I think and Punisher it was, was. Well, Punisher was after Fantastic Four. All right. I think Fantastic Four was our first one back, and we, it was electric. It did feel electric. It was great. My next question to you was, do you have a, a movie that really just surprised you? One that you weren't expecting to be very good, and you were just blown away by it. I have a feeling we're going to have the same answer here. Toxic Avenger. Yep, that's the one. <laughs> Toxic Avenger. A hundred percent. I went into that going, oh, this is going to be garbage, and I loved it. Joker smile, ear to ear, the oh, whole man, The whole time. time. I was like, this is the most fun I've had in so long watching a movie for the first time. I'll go the other side of it then. What do you consider the biggest surprise that like you thought it was going to be- something it wasn't and it turned to be garbage hmm probably 300 that's way way up there on my list like 300 i was like i remember that being a really good movie and then we watched it and i was like that was not good it's funny because v for vendetta was mine oh really yeah where i after we watched it, i was like that was not the same thing i remember i didn't hate that i, I yeah i had a... i didn't hate it it just it didn't have the same feeling yeah that it did all the other times that's fair which is weird. What do you think the proper worst movie you ever watched was? 
proper like, worst movie. It was painful movie. to watch. Zoom? You think so? That one was rough. Super? Super was way up there. Special was, was way hard. up there. Special. Defendor. All of those ones. It was probably Defendor. I don't. I enjoyed Defendor more than uh, I enjoyed Super. You know what? The the one well, that absolutely that's not true either ruined me personally was Hancock. I don't. I don't hate Hancock yeah. as much as you do. I really hated Hancock. That's fair. I understand why. I just <laughs> it's not good. That's I why. feel like there there's some redeeming factors to it. I that's thought I was going to like true. Swamp Thing more oh, than I did. Oh, fucking Spawn. Spawn. Of course oh, it was Spawn, Spawn. Was garbage. Spawn was of the course the answer is Easily Spawn. the worst movie we've watched. Oh, my God. <laughs> that movie was a chore to watch. It was a chore to talk about. It was And we rough. dragged the ginger skull Dave Novak into the fucking- Kicking and screaming oh my into God, it. God, yeah. it was bad. And John Leguizamo liked it on, on Instagram. Yeah, he was like, you guys are not wrong, even though he most definitely did not listen to the episode. Thank God. But he's one of our best friends on Instagram. <laughs> Him and, and Lloyd Kaufman and- and the girl who plays the Pink Ranger recently. The new Pink Ranger. The new uh, Catherine. The, oh, wow. The new Pink Ranger from 1997. <laughs> Look at us go. The one I said looks weird in shorts. That yes. one. Yeah, that All one. All right. <laughs> yeah, she liked she liked our, our post on Instagram. Okay. There's so many weirdos. Speaking of the worst movie we've ever we've experienced on this show, I do have our bottom 10 and top 10 Super Stuff Score movies that I just feel like it's an appropriate time to recap. Okay. So let's start with the bottom 10 because sure. we've already brought it up. Recap. Let's start at 91 and work our way down to 100, which is not completely accurate because I do not include the not-so-super January movies in this list. That's probably the right way to do it. So it's probably only like 96 movies. Whatever. But anyway, at number 91, there's a tie. Oh, goody. At one and a half points. (laughs) Star Kid and Weird Science. Weird Science proper weird movie. Weird Science is, yeah. So creepy. not aged well. Star Kid. Fine. Was totally fine. fine. Wasn't totally for us. fine. Not exactly. We were not the intended demographic. Number ninety three, Ghost Rider with a one point two five. Nick Cage. Too low. Like thinking back on it. Yeah. But, all right. Number ninety four, Special. Got a point seven five. Right where it belongs. Yep. Number ninety five, Daredevil. Point five. Still too low, which is insane. It, we should honestly, go back to yes. that movie at some point. Do you think we should watch the theatrical release? No, because I think it'll stay at a point five. <laughs> at number ninety six, it's the Fantastic Four at a point two five. Tied with Zoom at a point two five. Those two should not ever be linked together. Nope. Both proper bad. All right. And that's why the Fantastic Four episode is so much fun. Yes. Yes, it is. At 98, with a score of zero, The Incredible Hulk. It was our third. No, it was like, it was fourth, fifth. It was early. It, it was, was in the really first early. 10. Yeah. For sure. But it was bad. It was real, real bad. It was bad. And I still think we're too hard on it. I don't think it should be a zero. Maybe we'll revisit. Maybe we will. Maybe we won't. Who knows? We probably will. We'll see. Time will tell. Number 99, We Wish You a Turtle's Christmas with a negative 0.25. Yeah, that was fun as hell to talk about, though. That had a negative score. That's a real fun episode. Uh, For a 20-minute movie, it was a lot of fun to talk about, yeah. And it was a disaster. And then, of course, the worst movie we've watched with a score of negative 2, Spawn. Movie's a pile of fucking garbage. It's It's so bad. So bad. Hit me with the top 10. Top 10. We actually have a five-way tie for 10th place. Of course we do, because why wouldn't we? At eight points, Shazam, Joker, Batman Begins, Wonder Woman, and Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Fantastic. All great movies. Great movies. Shazam might be moving. Shazam might be moving. Because we will be talking about it. That is going to be our first revisit. Yeah. Yeah. Soon, because we didn't talk about it for real. We have not talked about it for real. Number nine, Spider-Man 2 with an 8.25. Okay. I like it. Another tie at number seven with... Batman 1989, and Captain America at eight and a half points. Follow me. And number six, I think this one's too high. 
Demolition Man, 8.75. Too low, I think is the word Too you're looking for. high. See, you give me shit for Power Rangers movies getting high <laughs> scores, but that was your birthday pick, and it got, wow, just just wow. Don't get upset because you don't know how to use the three seashells. Don't get upset. <laughs> I just don't understand what to use them for. <laughs> I figured out two of them. It's the third one. Another tie for fourth place, Guardians of the Galaxy and Doctor Strange, both at a 9.5. Fine with me. Those are both great. Both fantastic movies. And then another tie for second place between Avengers and Men in Black with 11 points. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And then, of course, our number one movie with a score of 12.5 was Black Panther. Yeah, but it's really good. It's so Let's good. Let's not forget that it's really, really it's good. Really good. I feel like for some of the MCU stuff that's going to come up, we're going to get into that weird territory of way too high. Yeah. Because yeah, the good stuff is coming up. My the guess is stuff. that Infinity War is going to be the number one for a long, long time when it comes out, when we do it. Yeah, that probably make, that makes sense. I can see that happening. I just can't see us topping that score-wise. Like. Again, when we talk about it, we're probably going to find some bullshit to talk about, which is nice. That is, yeah, that's the punch some holes in it for for once. Hey, man, finally, our whole motto here. I don't is, want to though. It's pretty much like a, we're a kill your darlings type thing. Yes, we we love superheroes. We understand they're goofy as shit. Talk about them both ways. Exactly. That's it. That has been the Cape Podcasters we, for the first one of it, and then we rip on it. And exactly. That's, and one of those wins in the end, and that's the superstar score. There it is, arbitrary, <laughs> and also booze helps. Booze does help. Speaking of booze, what are we talking about next week? Next week, speaking of booze, <laughs> uh, we're going to be talking about episode 101 will be Kingsman, the Secret Service. I can't wait for that one. That's pretty exciting. That is very exciting. I'm I'm pretty stoked. Yeah, it'd be great. Colin Firth is going to be on the couch yep. with us. He's not going to talk, so he don't, won't, so don't, don't expect tune in expecting anything. to hear Colin Firth, but he will be here. He's going to be here. Just trust us. Don't check his schedule or anything or talk to his publicist. It's not worth it. You don't know how to get in touch with him anyway. Yeah. Don't Just pretend like you trust do. that he's on the couch in the <laughs> fortress. Just assume that he's on the couch starting with episode 101 and then forever after that. Yeah, no, he's going to live on the couch for now. Yeah, Colin Firth is not, <laughs> not doing much else. Just hanging out in the fortress. Right. Kingsman, can't wait. Yeah. Until then, be sure to like, subscribe, rate, review, do all the stuff. We appreciate everything you guys have, have done for us so far. All of our social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, at Kate Podcasters. Me and Brian have been playing on Twitch. We call it the Cupped Podcasters. The Cupped Podcasters. We're playing we Cuphead. Cuphead after the we record Cuphead! Piece. Cuphead! It's great. Have a lot of fun over there. I don't know if it's fun to watch or listen to, but we're having fun. It's true. Because we've been drinking while recording. And yelling into a microphone while doing, we're- Doing all that. Cuphead and his pal mug man. That whole thing. Oh, man. <laughs> Every time. Just keep rolling the dice. Yeah. If you have any questions or comments, send them to capepodcasters at gmail.com. Go to our website, capepodcasters.com. Check out that new merch. Check out the merch. 10% oh, yeah. is going to Extra Life Foundation. It's a worthy cause. Also, while you're there, click on that link for that Patreon- Check out our not-so-super movies that we put out every month. This month, we got a very generous donation from Zeus. I reached out to him, and he had some very nice words to say. Oh, yeah? He's a good egg. Great egg. He's a great egg. One of the best eggs. There are eggs that are good eggs, and there are eggs that are great eggs, and Zeus is a great egg. So I reached out to Zeus, and I thanked him personally, and he said, No, I want to thank you guys. I think I listened to a few of your first episodes a few years back when you were around 20 and then lagged. And now that there's no time to listen to podcasts, I'm listening to all of them. <laughs> he says he's listened to about up to six hours in a day. That's too much, Zeus. That's, you got to taper back. I live with me and I can't listen to my, my <laughs> self for six hours in a day. But he says it's helped him on some really shitty shifts and disastrous commutes home. 
So he says, no, thank you, if anything. And I, I'm going to double back. No, thank you. Thank you. Because that's that's too much, man. We do this for you guys. <laughs> we like talking about this stuff, but rule number one, hopefully we're entertaining. Yeah. That's, that's all we really care that about. That is rule one. Entertaining. Maybe you'll learn something. Maybe you don't. If you don't drive off a bridge, listen to us. We win. Yeah, that's that's Think point, about that. Point for us. So We keep winning. Apparently. Keep winning. Even if you disagree with us, if you didn't drive off a bridge, we, we won. won. <laughs> I feel like our listeners are going to turn into like a Truman show. Like, you can't leave this island, okay, podcasters? You can't do it. <laughs> Guys, sincerely, 100 episodes. Thank you for sticking around with us. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you for listening. Thank you for contributing. Keep telling your friends. Yes. We got some fun stuff planned for the next- Next 100. I don't know if it's the next 100. Definitely next 25. <laughs> That's okay. As far as we've gotten so far. That's fair. In our planning. That's fair. <laughs> we'll assume the next 100. doesn't matter. <laughs> Thank you, guys. We love you. We're going to stick with you. Hopefully, get you through the day <laughs> if we can, talking about the, you know, men, guy, in, men in tights. tights fighting other men, men in tights. tights or whatever. It's a throwback. Is that what it was? Something like that. Something like that. You want to give a shirt away? Let's give a shirt away. How are we going to do this? Are we going to invoke Roger Ebert to pick somebody? I think that's the way to do it. All right. Random.org, Roger Ebert. You call it every you want. <laughs> All right. Put in the numbers. Who's winning the shirt? Oh, he's from the Great White North. He's Matt Cowan. Matt Cowan. He's the winner. Got out of the wood chipper, eh? You betcha. So you're going to be, <laughs> we're going to talk to you after the episode airs. Or actually, you message us. No, but I'll reach out I want to make fine. sure that you're listening. No. <laughs> and we'll send you your commemorative Batman and Robin t-shirt. <laughs> That's not what anyone wants. We're going to send you Elle McPherson's actual hat. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, take it, please. Matt Cowan, thanks for listening. Congratulations. You got yourself a shirt, bud. But we're going to see you next week for Kingsman. Same pod time. Same pod. Chill out. Little party. So, Dave. So, Brian. That is episode 100, Batman and Robin. What do you think happens after the credits? What I think happens after the credits is we kind of go back to the last scene where Alfred's all of a sudden Grandpa Joeing. He's Grandpa Joeing it. <laughs> He's all, I'm healthy now. Fine. And you see that Bruce and Dick and Barbara jump up and they're like, oh, here we are. Uh, us three and Barbara's <laughs> like, yeah, we're all partners, right? Hands in, guys. I'm new here. Hands in. Every oh, I'll take charge. Hands in. And then Dick goes, oh, hands in, of course. And then Bruce puts his hands in, and it's kind of like a Steve Buscemi. What's up, fellow kids? <laughs> like that type of thing, because he doesn't fit in here no, at all. It no. doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Brian, what do you think happens post credits? I think we go back to Arkham Asylum, and Poison Ivy just will not give up trying to rule the world, you know, do her nature shit, whatever it is she does. So she keeps trying to seduce Mr. Freeze. She keeps (laughs) blowing the pink dust at him, and it looks like it's starting to work. He's like, ah, Ivy. Maybe maybe there's something there. I don't know. And she's like, finally, now we can break out together. And he's like, oh, never mind. I got cold feet. Oh, jeez. And she goes, that's it. (laughs) No more puns. She 
freaks out. She pulls out that stupid little green knife she has, and she starts attacking Mr. Freeze. Oh, my God. And he holds her off. The guards rush in. He's like, ah, take her away. She's trying to kill me. And they take her, and they're like, that's it. You're going to solitary confinement. And he goes, have a nice time in isolation. Oh, my God. (laughs) 